Yeah. What am I? I don't like this. I got no, this headphones is great. on. It's this is like mouth noises. Bad ASMR. <laughs> um, the the deli guy he's he pushes a raisin into some goo and it makes that yeah. noise. And I'm like, they they know what they're doing. There's some craftsmen behind this film. <laughs> At least in the sound effects department, because I, I was man. gonna, I was gonna say uh, he, 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 when he said it didn't never reaches the highs of the opening scene again. Like you're not going to when the opening scene has a, a baby being shoved into a microwave. It's time to ham up. No, I gotta really try it hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. You want some nuts? Let's have some nuts. That that's the line, right? No, that's like, not. Sean, that's yeah, not. That's it. That's what he says what, in the movie. I, I want some macadamia nuts. Cashews. Ron, what kind of nuts do you want? Uh, cashews. Hazelnuts, also known as noisettes in French. Ooh, that, that's where they get that Nutella flavoring from. Um, from France, yes. From France, <laughs> and Michael Keaton. I want spaghetti. <laughs> you want spaghetti? Let's get spaghetti. Matt, uh, spaghetti isn't a nut, it's a legume. <laughs> uh pea is neither a nut nor a pea. Nice of the backwards. You get the idea. Because, but in this universe it is not backwards, it's forwards. In this universe where we talk about the flash on episode one twenty one of After the Credits the Yum Chunks podcast. The Flash is here, everyone. Where? In the past. Is it the actual Flash, or is it Ezra Miller? Miller, because otherwise, if so, we should probably, um, I don't know, we should run and we'll hide. We'll bleep out Ezra Miller <laughs> we mention their name in this episode. Head your kids, head your wives. <laughs> Ezra Miller's on the loose. Yeah, we're talking Flash. Who knows how that's going to go, and it's going to be fun, crazy, disappointing, exhilarating. None of the above, but we'll find out. Stay tuned, listeners, as get through this these chunks, because you know what that means. <laughs> you know what time it is, I mean. I don't know what that means, but um, it's chunk fire time. We're going to put our fingers together to make lightning, and then he's, set up blaze. Let's complete the circuit. These aren't working for me, Sean. He's... I mean, there's, I don't know. By these, you're implying that I'm may, saying something of sense. There's nothing of the sort. Here. I'm just wildly referencing things. Hmm, that sounds like a movie. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Made it work. Okay, now it works for me. All right. <laughs> Brought it back around. All right. Well, He's let's dive into chunks then. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a good week to fill our chunk um, chambers. <laughs> uh, what what do we what do we fill it with, Chewy? What do you got in store? Hey, I'm here. I'm excited to talk about this movie tonight, this uh, tale of mom's spaghetti. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a simple, sweaty. It's, yeah. a, it's a classic story. Um, all right. Okay. So um, I saw two live shows this week. Um, a few days ago, I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire um, down at the Rady uh, Symphony Concert Show in downtown San Diego, which is, um, which is right uh, next to the convention center where they host Comic-Con, where, you know, the three of us have spent many a times. 
including the year where we waited for hours to get into the Legend of Korra panel and then didn't get in. Um, so that I remember distinctly that park uh, where they they extended the park and they built the shelf. That is where the line for that panel was extending out to. And I remember going all the way down to that park and um, and going through like near the, the the crab restaurant and everything, and then making it like right to the door and not uh, not getting into the panel. So, you know, the year after that, we ended up sleeping overnight on the street. Uh, good life choices. <laughs> that, that's funny. Like, no context. Those two things are not <laughs> quarters. Just, we uh, didn't get into the Avatar panel. And, and we gave up on just, life. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was my first time going to that venue, uh, which is uh, cool. It's a very nice venue. Um, it's great because when it gets dark, you see the ocean on on one side and on the other side you see the skyline it's it's like perfectly designed it's great acoustics um earth wind and fire this was my second time seeing them uh they always put on a great show um but this one was particularly fun because the last time i saw them it was a casino show and like we were by far the youngest people there um i guess that's just casino shows i guess you know um everybody at the first time was all white-haired um but this one, it's outside, there's lawn, people are dancing, all ages, it's great. That Completely different energy. Um, yeah, that was a great time. And then while we were there, we were looking through um, the program of, you know, the season and saw that Cake was playing two days later. Um, so uh, Maeve and I went back to the shell uh, last night, actually, with the same group of friends and uh, saw Cake perform. And... Um, yeah, uh, Maeve in particular is a big Cake fan, um, really holds that music near and dear to her heart, and so I've listened to a lot of it via We're Driving Around and she puts it on in the car. Um, and yeah, they did a great show too. Completely different vibe, completely just laid back. Um, uh, yeah, really good time. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I've, got a, I've got a summer of seeing shows and working shows lined up, so uh, yeah, I'm... I'm um, we're off to a good start. That those plus Janet Jackson, a couple weeks ago, whenever that was, yeah, feeling it. So, um, and then I'm playing a couple games. I've 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 picked out my summer games. Um, the first one is uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Picked it up for PS4. Um, finally getting around to that. I I just I don't have as much time to dedicate to open world games anymore because they're just they're just they're so long and they're so addictive. Um, Especially the Spider-Man games. Like, it's, once I, I was a couple hours in, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a... I better finish this before the summer's over. Um, but, yeah, I, it had been a while since I played the first one, so um, it's it feels new again, which is, is good, and I'm having a good time with it. Um, and the other game... Now, before I before any of you cancel me, um, I got this game as a gift, and it was... We've canceled you far before this. Oh, oh, okay, for other reasons. I got this game as a gift, and it was before any allegations came out, and that is High on Life. I'm playing that on Steam. Oh. That's the uh, Squanch Games, Justin Roiland game, where it's a first-person shooter, and it, it's basically just Rick and Morty. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's first-person shooter. The gimmick is that the guns are all alien creatures who talk to you. One of them is just Morty. Like, the first gun you get, it's just, it's the same voice, it's the same character, it's the same personality, but as you go, and you 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 play a, a space bounty hunter, um, and you're trying to find all these, like, crime drug lords and, and assassinate them, and every time you do, you pick up a new gun, 
Um, it's fun. It has, uh, you know, it, it, it reminds me of old school, like, single player campaign FPSs. There's some puzzle stuff. There's some Metroidvania elements. There's some half life type of stuff in there. Um, it's really fun, colorful, pretty looking game. So I haven't played an FPS in a while. Uh, like a long time. I kind of, it's a genre I just kind of stopped playing. Um, so it's, I've, I've heard this one's not too long and it's really fun so far. So I'm going through that. And that has what those, that, those things are basically all I've been up to, um, over the last week and a half or so. Uh, so now at this point, I will pass the stick on over to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and unload. Well, yeah. I don't actually have any chunks to share, but I did, I also beat, high on life a while back when it first came out um i don't i guess i didn't mention on the podcast but um yeah i enjoyed it for the most part I, it wasn't the, the the best part was just kind of the the guns talking to you that was kind of just a fun thing um yeah, yeah so, you, you, yeah, really, you really like, gotta like rick and morty i feel like yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's a soft recommend i guess but i mean yeah justin Roiland left the studio so I, I don't know if that uh, helps your conscious at all i mean he was oh, not, all all yeah. charges against him were dropped but we don't i mean the, yeah we don't need to get into that but either way it does it's a moot point because i didn't pay any money for it so well, I'm good yeah. um it's fine uh but yeah i i have i feel like you you really gotta like his 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 type of humor and that stuff to be like otherwise this game is gonna get old really fast so i would agree with the soft recommend yeah yeah but that's so. all i got that's it that's oh it. my gosh all oh. i've been doing is oh. thinking about high on life i didn't actually do anything so i'm glad you brought and it up so i had something to only, contribute you've only been doing that for the last five minutes yeah that's yep <laughs> okay on to sean uh well also miles morales i, I played that and that game's great but also somewhat appropriate as uh, spider-man 2 comes out this year the sequel to that and the you know the original place the uh, spider-man and it's gonna a lot of hype and i'm excited for it. and it was featured in across the spider-verse in oh i saw yeah yeah. It. yeah yeah you're right yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that except for i, I it's not going to be on ps4 and i'm not planning mm-hmm. on buying a ps5 anytime soon so uh yeah. if if they if they release a ps5 slim like they've done with every other PlayStation, I, I will wait till that's on sale, and then I'll get the PS5. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, if they could even keep the PS5s around long enough to make volt different volt versions of it. See that, that that's what I did with the PS4. That's what I've done with pretty much all the PlayStations. I, I wait till the slim comes out, and then I wait even longer. <laughs> and and then by then, there's a, all the games that I'll ever have wanted to play on it is out. So uh, you know, it's good. It's fine. I've got enough games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, there's enough games. Stop making games, everyone. Okay, I don't have enough time. <laughs> I won't. Uh, not really. You can keep making games. We'll allow it for now. It's your job. Um, it is your job. Your and job. It's my. It, yeah. Sorry. Well, I've been <laughs> trying to bring him down from the inside. <laughs> um, but I'm glad they kept making games because I'm still playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um. So there's that, and and I could go into more detail, but since that's all I've been doing this last week, I haven't really had a lot of new things to add to Chunkfire, so I'll take this opportunity to talk about my Japan trip that I went on earlier this year, about a month ago, six weeks ago. Uh, I think I mentioned a couple times 
you know, in different contexts on some episodes here. But yeah, I went on a trip to Japan. So come along with me, listeners, and I'll give you a tour of Japan. Sean style. I'm going to stay right here. Na, 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 na. Here we go to Japan. Na, 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 na. Um, so, yeah, uh, I traveled with friend of the show and just friend, Sam Stovald. He has his brother Jack lives in Japan and he was planning a trip. So we just kind of coordinated. So we traveled a bit together, um, but I also was out there visiting other friends. But um, we were in Osaka, went to Osaka, um, generally was western part of Japan where I traveled to Osaka and Fukuoka, which is on in Kyushu, which is one of the main islands, the, the far western southern island. Um, and then Kumamoto is, uh, I spent some time in Kumamoto. Um, we were in Kyoto for about a day or so, and then a couple days in Tokyo. So kind of a multi-city tour. Um, and I love it. I love Japan. Uh, I love everything about it. It's great food, food, friends, fun, uh, well, okay, I won't. Um, I'm trying to think of another F word. Nothing works. Fukuoka. There we go. Food, fun, friends, Fukuoka. What's that word? That's the city that I was in. Oh, right. It's a city. Okay. Um, it's like the third biggest city in Japan. It's not very, it's not as famous as like, you know, Kyoto or something, but it's population wise, um, pretty large. Anyways, uh, so. I won't go into minute detail of my day by day, but a couple of highlights. Um, the first weekend, we Sam and I went to Nintendo Universal Japan. Uh, oh, and we went to Nintendo World at Universal Japan. Universal Japan was just awesome as a theme park. It was very similar to Universal Hollywood in a lot of ways. You know, they had Hogwarts, Harry Potter World, which was almost identical to the one in Hollywood. Um, they had a lot of the same rides throughout the park. They have a whole land there that is Amity Island. So like the island from the, the, the town from Jaws. It's like a whole world, you know, like a whole land in you know in Japan. Um, but isn't that just a coastal American town? Yeah, pretty much. But it's like a storefront. They have like little shops and stores. And we went on the Jaws ride, which is like a Jungle Cruise style ride, um, where it's just like on a tour boat. And they give you a tour of like Amity, Amityville or whatever. Or not Amityville, but Amity Island. Um, and uh, it's just pretty funny because it was obviously in Japanese. And we don't speak Japanese, at least not in, not in any real way. But So it was just great. Just like being on this tour. This jokey, jungle booky kind of tour where she's shooting fake shotgun and explosions are happening in the water. And this, the Jaws, you know, mechanical thing is popping up everywhere. And... It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm really. Of, yeah. I was gonna say I'm really glad that you read that because it doesn't exist anywhere else now. They demolished. Oh, yeah? They demolished it yeah. in Florida to build um, Diagon Alley. Oh well, yeah. It was uh, it was a hoot. Uh, definitely recommend if you go to Universal Japan. Uh, they had a couple other. They had some cool roller coasters there. We went on the Flying Dinosaur, which was awesome. Honestly, one of the best roller co- coasters I've been on. It was it was great. That was like the first thing we did. Um, and then you know, a lot of, you know, the other kind of, uh, I don't know what else they had. Do you Spider-Man? The we did Spider-Man. Spider-Man was great. was like the classic kind of comic booky, uh, cartoon kind of like, you know, 40 ride kind of thing. Yeah. That's a uh, Ryan and I, we've been on that. We yeah. saw it break yeah. <laughs> in Florida. Oh. <laughs> if you, if you ever have the chance to go on a, one of those 40 rides when it breaks, 
you should do that. I don't know how, how you that, could choose, but there's the scene in that ride where you're like going up the building, and then like the 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 last bit of the ride turns into the motion simulator. Like our our car wasn't oh, yeah. facing the right direction, and so like we saw how the effect worked. Like there are physical building walls that slide, but they slide in a direction that made us feel like we were going up sideways. <laughs> like yeah, I can't was, even describe. That sounds awesome. Yeah. The whole time, like a good half an hour after that, Ryan and I were talking about just how it broke our brains. <laughs> like, yeah, it was and, so awesome. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get in any broken rides, though we did wait in line for over an hour on this roller coaster that was just a weird, funny, unique experience in Japan where we happened to kind of like get in line right where the ride was kind of having problems. So they were kind of announcing it over the loudspeaker, but it was in Japanese. So we didn't understand, but we could tell like the line wasn't moving. And every time there was an announcement, we looked around to see if other people were reacting to see like, oh, mm-hmm. we should get out of line. But they were not. No one was doing anything. And so we're like, well, I guess it's fine. We'll keep standing here. And we happened to be at this place in line where like you couldn't see like it was kind of a stairwell so you couldn't really see behind you past a couple feet and you couldn't see how close you were so we're like in this weird little micro bubble of like people of not moving for like over an hour and we don't know what's and they're making announcements but no one is reacting and we finally just like this is ridiculous and we saw a couple other like you know tourists foreigners like british people or americans whoever get out of the line they're like yeah we don't know what's going on so finally we got a line and there had like Right behind us, like just around the corner where we couldn't see, there was no line. Everyone had got out of line at that mm. point, but I guess we had, were just close enough that people wanted to stay, but they weren't reacting to the announcements. Part of us were like, is it just like the Japanese demeanor or people being polite or people not, like just that they're not reacting at all? And, you know, it was just really weird. And it was raining, too. So we had been, like, rained on a little bit while we we're waiting in line. It was just like this really, like, what is happening right now? What, what, what like, ride was it? Here? It was the Hollywood Hollywood Back Coaster, Hollywood Dreamin' Coaster. Was it like uh, Space Fantasy the ride? No, I don't know what that is. We didn't do the Space Fantasy. Uh, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the attractions page on the Universal Japan website right now. It see. was Hollywood. It was a Hollywood coaster. I think it was Hollywood. Oh, Dream Hollywood or... Dream. I see. Okay. Yes, Hollywood yeah. Dream. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of confusing, but there's like two roller coasters there, and they have the same line. We never could figure out what that even was like some at some point you choose which roller coaster you want to go on but we never chose and i don't, I don't know it was kind of confusing um but anyways i'm, I'm not even, that's all great but the highlight obviously was nintendo land we went to nintendo land and it was amazing and it was awesome it was super it was just great it was fantastic it was the highlight uh for sure the day and uh, definitely one of the highlights of the trip um we uh got the wristbands too so we got all the little interactives um and it, it's just pleasant it's just beautiful when you're in there they do a great job with the sight lines where it's not a huge area but it feels like you're surrounded like you're in a mario level like in mario world all the little hills and the clouds and the coins and koopas just everywhere you look um there's only really two rides one of them is the mario kart ride 4d kind of thing and that ride is fun but it's a lot it's like it's kind of overwhelming like you kind of need to ride it twice to get a sense of it, but the line is really long. So we only rode it once. I was lucky that I had already been to Nintendo Hollywood, so I had already ridden it there. Mm. So I had a better sense of riding it in Japan, but still, it's just, it, it's crazy. You have like this visor 
on top of you you dark ride going through and it's turning and you have to kind of steer to match the turns and you're shooting koopa shells at bad guys and other racers but they're only showing up on your visor not you know not like on screens in the world it's it's just crazy it's a lot going on but um but it's fun and then the other ride is kind of and this is i think unique to universal japan it's a kind of a dark ride yoshi's island something it's a yoshi themed ride yoshi adventure and yoshi's adventure and honestly that line was longer than the mario kart ride for whatever reason for us anyway but we're like, well, we're here. We got to go on it. It's a kid's ride, obviously. But we're like, oh, it's going to be a cool Mario-themed dark ride. Like, that, that's fun, right? That's going to be cool. But it was actually really disappointing. You could basically see 80% of the ride just, like, outside, standing around in Mario because it kind of goes around the edge of the land. And you basically could see everything it's doing. It, there's one little section that kind of goes through a little tunnel. Yeah, it's a, it, it's like the yeah. people mover that Disneyland yeah. used to have. Um, it's basically just... Yeah, here's a tour of Nintendo Land. Um, yeah, basically. But I mean, I I'm, would barely I'm, even call it a tour, but yes. I'm glad that you wrote it because, yeah, California doesn't have it and they're not going to get it. Yes. I mean, and it's not a great loss. That's that's not a great loss, but I am glad I wrote it. So Yeah. Um, um, yeah, uh, Florida's getting it. They're, they're building that whole new okay, well, park there. Good for them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing, though, is there's an actual third attraction, and this is like a secret attraction. And honestly, this was one of the highlights of the land because it was a kind of a surprise and it's also like this weird thing where it's like what this cannot work they're, they're like mark they're, they're marketers their business their legal are probably we're just like having a, a tantrum about how this works because there's little activities you could do around the park where when you do the activity it unlocks a little key on your profile like if you have the wristband and stuff and the little activities are like you know 10 15 minute little weights but it's like you you hit something in time with something else or you um, get a little fire flower power up like a touch screen where you're like shooting, touching Goombas to shoot Goombas or there's little puzzle bomb thing. There's like cool little unique little mini activities you do throughout the park. And if you do enough of them, you get keys. And if you collect three keys, I think three or five or something, three keys. And only if you collect three keys on your profile will you be allowed to enter this third attraction, which is like Bowser Jr.'s Challenge, or I forgot what it's called, something like that. Um, and I, I won't spoil anything because part of the fun was like not knowing what we were doing. But I, it was awesome. It was super cool. But the idea of an entire attraction at a theme park, at a major theme park, and not allowing the general audience in unless they like do a quest in a theme like that to me just feels That's like awesome. how, that it was it was so cool to feel like it felt like more than Star Wars land more than Harry Potter land it felt like oh I'm interacting and doing little things that actually had a significant like felt good payoff to and that is in Hollywood so if people go to the Hollywood version do that do that activity like do that little side quest activity and stuff to get that third attraction because it's i thought it was great i thought it was super fun and great surprise and, and and great but uh but yeah the theme park and there's just like lots throughout the whole world land there's like little question mark blocks that if you go bump you'll make the little coin sound and you get coins on your profile on your little account or there's little music blocks that bump and you can play them in order and it plays a classic mario song um uh, there's little secret panels around the world that show little pixel arty versions of Mario and stuff. Um, um, and then another highlight was the Toad Cafe or the Canopio Cafe. Canopio is 
you know, towed in, in Japan and the Japanese. Hmm. Um, but uh, it was just beautiful. The food was delicious, but it was so like immaculate. And like all of the windows were video screens of like toads cooking and toads out on Mushroom Kingdom doing things. And it, I don't know, it just, it sounds silly, but it was just like a really fun experience. It was big enough that it didn't feel cramped. And it felt like you were able to relax and all the food was just, you know, Mario themed to an extent, but like they did such a great job with the presentation. I ordered, I ordered like pasta carbonara, but it had like a uh, Yoshi egg on it. That was just like a egg, like a fried egg or whatever, but it like looked like a Yoshi egg and there was mushrooms. Sam ordered like a, a bowl of soup, which was like a mushroom soup that looked like a mushroom. The top came off and there was soup inside. And then he ordered like a pizza bowl as well. That was also kind of like, I think it was a, maybe it was a Koopa shell shaped. Huh. And you got, it, and so, and then we got dessert, which was like a question mark block. It was tiramisu. Um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It was just like a, just a really awesome experience. And also there was, you know, they do a ticketing system where we showed up like to get the ticket for one. And so we didn't have to wait at all we, when we came back at our time. Um, overall for, you know, it was crowded, but it was not like detrimentally crowded you know like i said we maybe waited 40 minutes for the yoshi ride 30 40 minutes for the mario kart ride and that was the longest we had to wait for anything there um it was just a blast super fun really really great definitely recommend it and the one in hollywood is also pretty much the same thing it's a little smaller than the one in japan but it has all the features for the most part that the one in japan does so uh it was great it was super fun sounds exactly like evermore <laughs> yeah exactly. i'm sure it's exactly like evermore uh, <laughs> same production value same everything uh there's so many other little he- small things that i can mention but um overall yeah it was great and and again that was just like part of the day at universal the re- you know we went on and did a lot of other stuff too um yeah that's exciting i'm, I'm going cool. to yeah. the holly one one at the end of july um and, and i'm probably gonna buy an annual pass because um well i haven't had a theme park annual pass in a while uh, which is unlike me, but um, we were taking some family from Ireland uh, there, and um, they haven't seen any of it. So, um, you know, if all the Nintendo stuff is super busy and they don't want to eat their whole day up waiting for yeah, that stuff, yeah. then I'll be able to come back. So, Ryan, have, have you done the Nintendo stuff? No, no, I have not. Well, I will have a pass soon-ish, so, you know. Then yeah, maybe, that'd, that'd be fun. Maybe we can go check it yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely recommend. Um but anyways, that's just one thing I did in Japan. One that was thing. So I, I won't go into as much detail for everything else. But um, also when we were in Osaka, uh, Universal, uh, Universal Japan is in the city of Osaka. Um, and Osaka was great. It, we had a couple, you know, went into a couple little bars. There was live jazz music playing the first night we got there and had drinks. It was awesome. Um, so many just great restaurants and little izakayas and just like, like everywhere you go the food is ridiculously amazing like everything everything is amazing um we the hotel we stayed at in Hosaka is they had raptors that are the receptionists like dinosaurs what there's no there's no humans it was raptors they were automated robot raptors who were at the reception desk that check you in and give you your room key and <laughs> I'm not kidding look it up it's called the hen na hotel in Osaka. I think it's a chain, but um, it was awesome. And we have some pictures, but it, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, what else? That was just in Osaka. Fukuoka was great. I went and did some tours. I went to Fukuoka Tower, which is a really tall tower, kind of beautiful uh, Fukuoka. Went around a lot of restaurants there. 
went to uh, a couple shrines in Kumamoto. I spent like a five, six days in Kumamoto and Kumamoto is beautiful. It's a little more rural. It's still a city, but it's a little less, you know, urban and metropolitan than like uh, Tokyo and stuff. Um, and my friend who I stayed with, they live just outside the city, like kind of in the mountains. And so it's, they live, they have this house and it's beautiful. They had it built just last year. They just moved in and it's like on a mountainside in Japan, overlooking like this beautiful view of the countryside. And it, it kind of feels like, you know, if you're going up to Idlewild, like you guys have been to Idlewild, right? yeah. like obviously that kind of like feel like you're on that mountain, you're on the mountain there, right? But imagine that, but it's only like 15 minutes away from San Diego or LA or whatever, right? That's kind of the feel is like you're kind of going up this mountain. But in Kumamoto, it was awesome. Went to a Japanese soccer game. Um, I went to a castle, the Kumamoto Castle, which is like the long, oldest freestanding, like still standing, you know, Japanese castle. Although I think it's kind of one of those castle of theseus situations where it's probably been rebuilt over the years that i don't know if any of it's still actually the authentic original stuff but it was awesome it's huge and it's really cool um and again more food went to a couple onsens which are you know japanese like spring you know spa spring kind of things um we went on a couple hikes went to this volcano like the summit of a volcano the caldera hmm. um in this national park and it was beautiful uh, I saw my friends had multiple centipedes in their house. That, oh, <laughs> uh, that was that was a thing. Yes. Yeah, so the first night I get there, my friend showed me around his house. And it's great. And he's like, oh, by the way, this isn't going to happen. But just in case, I want to let you know, if you see a centipede, just let us know. And we'll come and get it, get a grabber and get it out of there. Don't approach them. They'll bite. And it's really, really painful. And you do not want that to happen. Mm. It's not going to happen. But just in case. So... Then we're hanging out that night, and then he's in the bathroom, and he says to his wife, Babe, can you get the grabber? Oh, no. a centipede <laughs> in the bathroom with them. And I, it's like, yeah, and they're they're big suckers. I mean, you've probably seen pictures of centipedes, but it's like, oh, geez, that's a freaking centipede. Nasty, gnarly-looking thing. So I was like, oh, okay, well, there's a centipede. Now I know. And then the next morning, I wake up jump in the shower, turn on the water, turn around to get a towel, turn back to the shower, and there's a centipede scurrying around frantically oh. in the shower. And I was like, oh, my God. Jeez. I didn't freak out. Like, I would have freaked out more if he had not told me about them. I'm glad he did tell me because that would have just like, whoa. But as it was, I was just like, uh, uh, okay, well, let me go get the grabber. And then later that night, there was another one we saw just like scurrying across his carpet in the hallway. And... So it was just like this. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. I swear they're not normally like this common. So for, it took me a night or two to like not think there's a, they're called mukades. Mukade is Japanese for centipede. Mukade just like in my bed anytime I imagined a, I felt something or whatever. Just like, a, <laughs> um, but I, I, I made it, Scott, you know, made it free without getting, without getting bit. But that, that was something. That, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty horrific. What does Makare mean? Because like centipede is a pretty stupid name, as like just like an English. Yeah, I'm not sure what the actual like what each you know you know character yeah. Mukade means. I wonder if it means actually 100. I don't think it does mean 100 legs because none of those I think are 100. But um, but yeah, I'd be curious. I should have asked my friend. Um, but uh, but then yeah, I mean the rest of Kumamoto again, lots of food, ramen shops, just 
shopping. And then from Kumamoto, back up to Fukuoka for a while. Um, did some more hanging out with friends. Again, like I said, Sam's brother Jack lives in Fukuoka. So shout out to Jack. Um, check him out on his podcast, Jack Silly Star Trek Podcast. It's a long name. Um, and his podcast, Apecast, because his co-host of that, also we hung out with his name, uh, Jeff Clark. Uh, he kind of hosted, we played some games with him, and then we all went to Kyoto and went to a monkey park, which was another just amazing highlight. Kyoto itself is another, you know, city, but it's a little bit more low-key, a little, like, more traditional and kind of not quite as metropolitan. Um, but there's, like, this park that you could hike up to in the mountains that's just, like, free-roaming monkeys. I don't know how else to describe wow. <laughs> Free-range monkeys. You pick out your own monkey... And they grill it up right there for you. Oh. It's good. Um, no, there's no eating of the monkeys. But uh, but they're just like wild monkeys. You know, it's not a zoo. You know, they're not in cage. It's just like the wild monkeys of the mountain. But obviously, they've been fairly domesticated just because there's literally thousands. of it's just constantly feeding them peanuts. Because that's the thing you could do is you could go buy peanuts and apples and just like feed it to them. So they're just like all these monkeys sitting there waiting to like, yeah, just give me the peanut. I don't just like, I don't care. Just give me the peanut. But yeah, there's just like all these monkeys. It's great. And they're just like walking around as little baby, cute little monkeys. Um, and they're jumping around and just climbing on the roof. And I don't know, doing monkey stuff. They're, you know, monkeys. You all know monkeys. Yeah. Um, I know monkeys. I, I oh, went yeah. to the monkey temple in Nepal and there's just monkeys running around oh, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, too, because there's, like, signs, like, oh, here's some monkey trivia, but it's, like, you know, in English, it's not perfectly translated. So, there's just, like, funny, like, turns of phrases. It's, like, the monkeys have two emotions, anger and fear or something. <laughs> if a monkey's doing this, he's angry. If a monkey's doing this, he's scared. And it's things like, don't ever look the monkey in the eye. Yeah, that's... Don't, don't crouch and don't crouch to the monkey. Like... And it's like, oh, okay. You kind of like, oh, God, am I going to do something wrong? But all the monkeys are so just like, whatever. whatever you know. And you're not supposed to touch them. And, you know. Man, what, what a terrible life to only have those two emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Anger and fear. Yeah, that, that's a tortured existence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it was, and it's on a mountainside, like overlooking just beautiful, like, again, I have some pictures, but it's just like gorgeous. It's ridiculous how beautiful it is. Um, and this whole time we're taking the bullet train or the Shinkansen, which is just so convenient, so awesome, so fast getting around all these cities. And while we're in the cities, taking the subway lines and just like zip zooming around like regulars. Um, and then Tokyo, we're in Tokyo for a couple of days and was an awesome way to end the trip. Um, I love Tokyo. I had been there before on a previous trip and it's just, man, it's unlike any city that I've been to. It's so awesome, and one of the highlights was we happened to be there when I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago when Tears, Zelda Tears of the Kingdoms came out. Came out, so we were there on launch day at the Nintendo store in Tokyo, and it was just awesome, just like an experience. It was packed, and it's kind of funny because it's in a department store, like a a nice kind of high end, classy department store in you know downtown Tokyo. And so there's like all these clothing and boutique like wear and art things and you're going up the floors and the Nintendo store is on the sixth floor and it's very just like chill and quiet and it's very like, you know, and then you get up higher and higher and you start hearing louder noise and then it's just like thousands of people, all nerds trying to buy like a Zelda game (laughs) at this Nintendo store. Um, But uh, 
and spent way too much money there. But it was like, while you're waiting in line, you're just like winding through the shelves. And it's like, ooh, I need these Mario stickers. Ooh, I need this <laughs> towel. I need for no reason. Ooh, I need this mug. Uh, I need th- like right, just like. Um, but it was just awesome to say you got uh, Zelda from from Japan on launch day, and you know that's really cool. Nintendo store. Um, and then a lot of, oh, again, a lot more eating, a couple restaurants, a lot of drinking. We went to some amazing bar. We went to this like bar that's movie themed where you just, all the drinks are named after movies, but they don't tell you what's in the drink. They just tell you what it's based on. So it's a gin drink or it's a vodka drink and it's whatever. It's, uh, when Harry met Sally, it's Die Hard, it's, or the Crystal Jungle, or it's, yep. uh, whatever, right? But you don't know what's in the drink. So I was like, oh, cool. Let's try, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I wonder what that tastes like. Um, <laughs> and then we went to a couple other more. Like, they went to this like Showa style bar, which Showa is a period of Japan. Like, like it's kind of like a retro bar kind of feel. But it's just like, again, the, so many like drink highballs and shochu and just like, and you could do this thing where you like pay a flat fee for two hours. And for that two hours, it's all you could drink. So it's just like, oh, all right, wow. just drink as fast as you can. Beer, highball, like any, whatever. And so, and they'll just keep bringing them to you. They'll just keep bringing them to you as fast as you can drink them. <laughs> so hmm. um, the last night in Tokyo may have ended up uh, me drunkenly arguing with Sam and Jeff and Jack about uh, Han Solo being or getting his uh, blaster as depicted in the Solo, a Star Wars story. And how much I hated it, and they didn't. They thought it was fine. Um, I'm sure the people in Tokyo, I mean, Tokyo never sleeps, but the people who were trying to sleep. I'm sure appreciated us yelling about that. So I am just so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> important. You. It's important. Stand your ground. Um, yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. There's, I could go into detail about any number of millions of stories, but I'll, I'll kind of end it there because, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was fantastic. Japan is really amazing. Definitely anyone, I, re- I recommend Japan. I recommend that to go see Japan in theaters near you. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's, like I said, it's unlike kind of any other place I've been. It's also just like so... I, clean, I think, doesn't really really capture the 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 full feeling, but simple it is clean. that. What's that? Simple and clean. Simple and clean. It's the may. It's the way it's making me feel tonight. tonight. Um, but like in Tokyo, like I live in L.A. I love L.A., but God, it's so tr- there's trash everywhere. It's like a joke. It's just trash. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where. They stop trash service and they just like dump trash everywhere. It's like that's what LA is compared to Japan or Tokyo, where there's 25 million people and there's like no litter. There's like, you know, cigarette butts a little bit kind of here and there. And there's no public trash cans. If you go, it's like a joke. It's like, what? Why are there no trash cans? Why can I not throw away my trash? But everyone is just that, just like not awful. They just hold on to their trash until they get home or until they find a trash can. You know, like, I don't know. That's I'm not really doing a great job of kind of. No, I mean, that, it just sounds but... impossible to believe because of how ugly our streets. Yeah, are. it's like in, in here and not all of the U.S. or anywhere, but it just feels like in L.A., you, like there may there's like five trash cans within 20 yards of someone, but it's still too far. And they'll just throw their trash right on the ground where they're standing. Whereas someone in Japan, 
they will hold on to their trash for miles and hours as they go through the subway until they get home to throw it away or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, but, and it, it does, I don't know. I, I feel like it is definitely noticeable just, just everywhere and, and not just the trash, but just like the quality of like moving around and the quality of their public transit and the quality of the directions and, you don't need to know Japanese and you could pretty, I think fairly easily get around in Japan, even without it. And I don't know. I loved it. It's great. I can't wait to go back at some point soon. So, and thanks. Thanks Jack for letting me stay at your house. And thanks Brandon for letting me stay at your house. Um, sorry. I went longer than I was hoping. No, it's okay. Yeah. It was a whole country. It yeah. You went to country. a whole other country. It's good. It's good. And yeah. I'm glad for one to hear about it. And I hope yeah. others are too. And I'm glad that you had a great time. Yeah. Um, but listeners, I should have said, skip ahead from this part of the beginning of my ranting if you had no interest in hearing about my trip in Japan, because now we're going to talk about just uh, The Flash. Just put timestamp. Put an extra timestamp yeah, in Yeah, I will. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, what you've all come for, the Flashpoint crisis, is here at last. Oh, it, um, oh it's a crisis. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, spoilers. So, yeah, spoilers for I don't I don't even know anymore. <laughs> for what is now a, a dead DCEU. Yes, yeah, spoilers for the past. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, Ryan, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you're doing this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. The movie starts off with um, uh, Barry, our hero, uh, who is the Flash. He is sent to save some babies and uh he does he saves some babies because they're falling from the sky and that's what happens he he saves babies raining from the sky um batman's trying to take down some some guys who like blew up a hospital and stuff and he's chasing them down anyways the whole chase sequence they nab the villains it's all good um so on his way home barry stops by his parents' house, and he uh, is sad about his mom's death and his dad's imprisonment. In fact, he's so sad that he travels back in time. And he travels back to the day when his mom would have died and uh, attempts to change things so she doesn't die um, by giving her a can of tomatoes. Um, so then as he's returning to the future, after he's done his deed that will assuredly save his mother's life, he returns to the future, but as he's doing so, he travels through something called the Speed Force. It, it's not it's not important. Uh, he, but, but what is important is that he's knocked out of the Speed Force by some mysterious uh, craggly dude. Um <laughs> <laughs> and he finds himself, um, uh, I don't know, a few years in the past from where he started in his, you know, modern time. And he goes to his parents' house and he says, yay, my mom's alive. I did it. Um, uh, but he, as I said, he's in the past. So he encounters his, his himself in the past uh who is you know maybe i don't know a decade younger or so than he is um and but this version of him is is uh aloof and kind of goofy and does drugs and stuff because he grew up with a mother and is privileged um (laughs) so 
uh, he decides he's like, well, this is great. My mom's alive. Um, but at, when he's in, he's in the past and he's like, oh no, um, this version of me won't, is not uh, positioned to get my flashy superpowers because he doesn't, he, you know, he's not in the same position I was, um, during my timeline. So he's created a different timeline is, is kind of what's going on here. So he takes his younger self, his alternative self to the point in time and situation in which he originally got his powers, which is in this police building, and he gets struck by lightning. In this process, he they actually end up switching powers. So now the young Barry has powers, and the old Barry does not. The original Barry does not have powers. Um, soon after this is when Zod attacks. So for those who remember Man of Steel, the Superman one, when Michael Shannon comes. No one, no one remembers no it. No one remembers it. Well, if you don't, <laughs> God bless you. Um, <laughs> Shout out and, to Chris. He remembers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Barry decides, he's like, oh gosh, I gotta, I better assemble the Justice League because we need to fight this Zod character. And and he's kind of asked around to his younger Barry self and other people, hey, we're, who are the Justice League? Is, does, is Wonder Woman around? Is Superman around? Is Aquaman around? And they're like, who are those people? But, but Batman exists. So he goes and finds Batman and Batman's all drunk and old, but anyway, he gets convinced to help them find a presumably Superman by looking in NASA archives. And there's a, a space pod that crashed on Earth years ago. Anyway, they go to Siberia and they rescue what they think is super Superman, but it's actually Supergirl. Um, because as I mentioned, this is a different timeline. I mean, how Barry changing his mother, adding a can of tomatoes to his mother's shopping cart affects events before his birth is is something it's because that... of the spaghetti you end up it's on spa- another it, spaghetti it, it, no you're right it's spaghetti and, uh, yeah, and also it's, it's michael keaton it. now yes it's also michael keaton it's not uh ben affleck um so things have changed there's more than just like things that have changed in barry's own personal timeline things have changed across the 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 world in the known universe. As I mentioned, there's no Wonder Woman and Aquaman either. So somehow that is also affected. Um, right. So he uh, now he has Supergirl on his team, Batman. But he then decides, I need to get my powers back too. So he does that. Um, then they all go fight <laughs> Zod. So we got two Flashes. We got a Batman. We got a Supergirl. They're going to win. Just kidding. They don't. They get destroyed horribly. Um, but the two flashes are able to rewind time. So they quick load their file and uh, try again. And they do this about a hundund times, quick loading their, their they save, save file. Scum the Zod yeah, fight. yeah, they're safe scumming this Zod fight, but they can't do it. They, they can't do it. They've done it thousands and thousands of times. Who knows how many times they just, they just can't do it. And eventually old Barry, who is older and wiser and has learned some hard life lessons about when it's time to, 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 to give up or whatever um, says hey young Barry I, I you know this is a lost cause I think I think the only solution really here is for me to go back in time and undo um, that mother saving tomato can that I did um, and and younger Barry is young and dumb and says no and he keeps trying uh, but when old Barry says yeah it's time to call it um, that is when the craggly dude shows up again. And anyway, it turns out that that's the younger Barry who's been stuck in this time loop and has aged 
trying this thing over and over and over and over again. Um, and yet never succeeding. Um, so anyway, old the old craggly dude tries to kill Barry, but then young Barry steps in and dies um, to save old Barry. So anyway, Barry goes back into the past to undo the life-saving can of tomatoes, um, which will lead to his mother's death. But he does move a bunch of other cans of tomatoes to save his father, who, um, as I mentioned earlier, is in prison, but these cans of tomatoes will assuredly uh, get him acquitted. And indeed they do. When he returns to the future, uh, the cans of tomatoes save his father's life. Um, so all is well. Uh, uh, Barry has, has reset the, f- the past, reset the future, undid his things, learned some life's lessons, and everything is all the same. Oh, but then it turns out everyone has lizard tongues. Uh, actually, just kidding. Ben, uh, Batman is now played by George Clooney. The end. Uh, it's raining again. Um, and there's donuts. Yeah. Rain from the sky. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that is The Flash. Don't forget the post-credit scene. Wait, there was a post-credit scene? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets drunk with Aquaman or something. I, I oh, think, I forgot about that. Right. They just yeah. got to remind us that Aquaman's a thing because Aquaman 2 is still coming out, yeah. which is awkward. There's still that. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the full, complete uh, heat death of the DC universe. Not yet, right? Uh, unfortunately, not yet. yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> the post-credit scene yet is, "Hey, Aquaman exists." The end. <laughs> I feel like that's a good summary of a lot of things in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that'd be accurate. Uh, yeah. So, um, what did we think about this here, the Flash movie? Well, there you have it. That's the Yum Chunks take. (laughs) Let me see if I get a cricket sound. Yeah, we can get that in there. Um, uh... (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess I can go. I I mean, there's obviously there's a lot to digest and dissect, I suppose. But also not. Um, But also not. (laughs) But also not. Uh, Yeah, that's actually a good way to say this. Um. I'll just, this kind of just the most kind of guttural reaction was, I actually was surprised how much I liked it. I went in with eh, mostly low expectations. Um, I found it surprisingly funny. And when I say surprisingly funny, I had assumed that they were going to try to be funny and fail. And But I would say they succeeded more times than they failed. So that's why it's surprising. Um um it's very bloated overall um this probably could have been like i don't know 40 minutes shorter there's a lot of just yeah i don't want to get into all the meta stuff just yet but just in terms of the movie that i saw i overall liked it with many 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 problems i guess is the way to is my take which is pretty vague but there you go um so yeah i I kind of agree with a lot of that i think i would take the inverse of that is that i think i didn't hate it but overall i didn't like it with a lot of things that i actually liked but but not again not like i guess it's it's better than a lot of dc films i i enjoyed it more than a lot of dc films which is i think saying a lot um uh more about the dc universe than 
even this movie per se. Um, but by, but it definitely was not something I loved by any means. I think um, for me, a lot of the humor didn't land, and and that we talked about this in the past, but it might have been my experience. It was weirdly like no one was responding to any of the jokes. There's a few times where people chuckled, but overall, it kind of felt like everyone was like collectively kind of like, yeah, it's not funny, like like an awkward stand-up routine mm-hmm. where no one's laughing. Um, but yeah, that you know that that. I could admit that might just be my experience. Um, but a lot of the stuff, the problems, um, I think were just there. They were so massively just like sham shoved in every aspect of this film that it was hard for me to, for those parts that I did enjoy that I did think were interesting or kind of cool or funny or unique or whatever to not just get overshadowed by just like, oh, wait, I'm trying to look at the, get out of my way. I'm trying to look at, enjoy this. Oh, why is this here now? That kind of experience. But, uh, but yeah, we'll get into it. Oh, Chewy. Um, yeah. So I, Ryan, or Sean, I think I, I, I lean closer to where you're at. You know, Ryan, you said that you were expecting a lot of attempted humor that didn't land or that wouldn't land. And you actually liked a lot of it, but no, I, I found myself laughing quite a bit during this movie, but not at things I don't think that they wanted me to laugh at. Um, just a, a short list: um, how much spaghetti there was, um, uh, how I think much somewhat that was intentional. How much? Uh, I was somewhat. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, the George Clooney bit, uh, the 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 Nicolas Cage bit, um, but I I just. Um, I don't know. This was like watching a train wreck. I, I did not like this movie, um, but I there was some there was some joy to be found. But God, what a what a mess! Um, just <laughs> it like is a, a mess. Like a plate of spaghetti. Like, I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, I don't yeah. like Ezra Miller, and I think that like he he plays the most annoying member of the Justice League. And what did they do? They made another second Ezra Miller, who's <laughs> far more annoying. And 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 yeah, and yeah I have a lot of thoughts. On he's that. just loudly yeah. and grossly shoving food into his face the entire movie. His face is covered in spaghetti sauce. There's a lot of spaghetti in this movie, <laughs> just loudly smacking. And his laugh is like a combination of like Seth Rogen and Peter Griffin. And he constantly but like <laughs> I was angry for a lot of any time, any any time other Barry was on screen, I was mad. And also, I went I went with Maeve who does not like the Snyderverse movies at all. And there were so many times where she was just like, this is torture. I can't, I cannot handle this. And, uh, and I couldn't disagree. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was there because we have to talk about it. Um, but I feel like I'm going crazy a little bit. Like I'm looking at the reviews and I'm looking, I'm listening to what people are saying. And like, did I see the same movie? I don't, I don't like. I'm not going to watch this. I, I mean, I haven't read a lot of reviews. But... Yeah, I think it's one of maybe one of those situations where it just passes muster. So, it, yes. it, yeah, it, which would ever otherwise be like a, you know, a uh, ratings wise, just like a D movie, like just passing. Mm-hmm. But but if if it's binary, then it it's yeah, it's I mean, extra yeah. inflated. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. The the flash is going converting to a pass fail grading system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you look at a lot of those positive reviews, there are a lot of three out of fives. Um, yeah, but yeah. 
and that's where I would put it. Like the, just the, up, the general thing is that I've I've talked to a lot of people because I I had to like I was I was going places with my sisters the other day and I was asked them both like Are you guys gonna see this movie? Because I have to talk about it like now, and both of them are like, No, we're not. We have no plans of seeing that movie. And I and I feel like it's kind of at the point where the people who are turned off by Zack Snyderverse are are done with it. And well, yeah, I wonder how much that because it's bombing. It is. Yeah. So I think between that and also Ezra Miller's shenanigans, I think people are just not here for it. And so the people who are like, if you look at the user scores, those those are the people who actually saw the movie. It's inflated. So yeah, I I just. I'm just glad it's all almost over, and I also <laughs> find it hilarious. Like, okay, I'm not sure if this is actually what happens. Don't be glad that it's over, Chewie. Be upset that you had to go through right. it. Um, that, that's that classic saying. That's how it goes, yes, um, <laughs> in this timeline. Um, but I think it's hilarious, and in my head, this is what happened. I, I will not be convinced otherwise, uh, because who cares? The rules are made up anyway. Um, in my head... The Snyderverse has now been banished into the Joel Schumacherverse, and that is what it gets. That is what it deserves. That is what it's become. A giant joke. That is what it's turned into. Also, also, hey, also, um, Sean, you and I were having a conversation about this years ago, about how you thought all the 90s Batmans were in the same continuity, and, and I said, no, I think the Burton verse is one and then the Schumacher verse is another. And I think this movie confirmed that uh, care to comment. Maybe <laughs> how, well, just because Clooney shows up. Right. Yeah. It's a different, yeah, Keaton. it's a different timeline. It's a completely different than, than Michael. Or it confirms that when Michael Keaton gets old enough, he turns into George Clooney. I don't think that it, that's not what happened. That, that <laughs> isn't what happens. <laughs> but also i don't know i skipped the val kilmer phase. i mean i love i love that in this movie they explain time travel as in time travel is magic and does whatever we want it to do yes well i want to talk about more about that um but just you no know, I, I i think our experiences were definitely tied to the viewing experience we had like i, I saw it in the irvine spectrum Right, so that it definitely enhanced uh, sort of the just yeah, the yeah, yeah, cinematic yeah. quality of it, and it was full of a bunch of <laughs> cinematic quality and huge air quotes. Yes, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, how did you know? Uh, we don't have our camera on. How did you know I did that? <laughs> um, uh, and of course, the audience was full of people who were ready to enjoy the movie. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. My audience was full of well, it wasn't full, um, but it, there was about twenty people in it, which is larger audience than i've seen recently for most movies um but uh yeah nobody was laughing i was once again one of the few people laughing at anything and it was mostly stuff that wasn't supposed to be funny Um, i mean there was there were certain things where like the nick cage thing okay mm. where like i rolled my eyes at that where the rest of the audience was clapping and like yeah like okay (laughs) come on guys I liked that if for no other reason that finally that Nicolas Cage legend of Nicolas Cage Superman fighting the spider is been like, it has a conclusion. It has a resolution. It's been filmed, technically. It has been it has been legitimized. It is canon in a movie well, somewhere. Well, so, okay, maybe, but I think 
you're you're late to, they're late to the game because that has already been canonized in the Teen Titans movie. Nick Cage plays Spider-Man, so they oh, that, that joke has already Superman. run its course. Uh, he also does play Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Spider-Man. I didn't see that, and maybe they figure a lot of people didn't see that unless you were you know into the cartoon. Um, so eh, new for me, whatever. Eh, I feel I feel like they can put it to rest now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I. <laughs> I don't know if they had to put anything to rest. I don't, oh, they like, did. <laughs> are references like their own arcs now that we have to have a three-act structure for just, you know, nostalgic reference to, you know. This movie would have um, you believe that, yes. I guess. Uh, I read, a, a friend posted this. Apologies, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, but it was like an excerpt from an article or a review of the movie or something like that. And they said something like, the Flash is like the opposite of the of the Kuleshov effect, which, you know, the Kuleshov like right where you show a bunch of people just like images, random images in an order, and right mm-hmm. they will der- deride meaning from from those images, right? Classic cinema, all about film and editing and blah blah. blah. The Flash is the opposite of that. Is that people will come into what like the meaning that they want to get. And then you can just show them whatever, and they'll just be like, yeah, I got like right, like that is kind of what the Flash is. Is like people want to be nostalgic and like I don't know, like think this is some celebration of the DC. Yeah, whatever. Just give them the bare minimum of CGI garbage, and they'll cheer at it. Um, and I guess it worked for some people. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that was definitely my, or more so my audience. Um, but I, I think in, just in terms of like the humor, like I think the CGI falling babies, like I don't know that that was intentional. Like I was laughing hysterically. And I think just that opening sequence kind of won me over because I'm like, oh boy, this is the kind of movie this is going to be. So I, I, at that point, my expectations are pretty high. And while it, it never lived up to that, that high, um, I read the spaghetti the spaghetti and it's very sloppy noises as really, really hitting the Ryan button on that one. Um, <laughs> and, and earlier in the movie, uh, when he orders that sandwich. Yeah. yeah. What am I? I don't like this. I got no, this is great. On. This is like mouth noises. Bad ASMR. <laughs> um, the, the deli guy, he's, he pushes a raisin into some goo and it makes that yeah. noise. And I'm like, they're, they know what they're doing. There's some craftsmen behind this film. <laughs> At least in the sound effects department. Because I was going to say, uh, he, he, when you said it didn't never reaches the highs of the opening scene again, like you're not going to when the opening scene has uh, a baby being shoved into a microwave. <laughs> yeah. I know. For like, I was, I also was in, I did think that was a strong opening just because of how out there. I was like, oh, okay. I'm giving him credit for the sheer ridiculousness. Yeah. And I get it. It's funny. Like, it's, the concept is funny. Like, I wasn't like laughing out loud. And again, partially because maybe the audience or whatever reason, but I did like it. I thought, oh, okay. I'm, I'm actually kind of on board for a little bit. And then the film gradually wore away, wore me away until I yeah. no longer was really there. But, um, but yeah, f- shoving the baby into the microwave, like ha- like that was the best moment because like I kind of like even forgot the context of like what is what is he doing? Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> why is that? Yeah. <laughs> why is that saving the baby? Yeah, like after that, when Batman comes back, I'm like, what? What was what was the scene about? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, ex- something exactly. was happening. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 
Um, um, I did, but that opening, I, I thought that was a, I, general. I thought that was a strong. Opening. I will agree with that. Um, I, I, yeah, I, did, I just wish it had kept, like it went just uh, the, along the route of a movie that kind of maybe takes itself just a little too seriously, with moments that it thinks are too funny. Uh, I think it, it would have yeah. been served better if it kept the tone from that opening. Like, yeah, this is going to get ridiculous, but we're going to keep, we're going to keep our our you know funny. Um, Cheek and our tongue. What's this expression? Uh, <laughs> our tongue and our cheek. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like yeah, it, my tongue's always in my cheek. Where else would you put your tongue? Um, um it's not in your cheek. It's between it's like, your yeah, two cheeks. Your... You fool. Right. Well, but I mean, then what does the saying mean? That you're impaling your cheek with your? Thumb? I don't care with your tongue. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I I think if the humor had kept up and had worked the way that shoving a baby into a microwave did. I feel like this movie could be along the lines of like um, the Ant Man series. Like this could be what this is for mm-hmm. for DC, um, but it just didn't. Is the thing there were little pops here and there of like oh, the, but then I, I think that this movie relied too much on um, Worser Barry, uh, thinking that that character was going to be funny, and I think a lot of the movie r- rides on that. You know, do you like the interaction between present day Barry and and other Barry? Um, and I just didn't like, I couldn't, yeah. I, I couldn't stand, yeah. I couldn't stand other Barry and his, his apartment full of also annoying roommates. Um, right. One of them was from Dairy Girls who was there for five minutes. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. was just, it was just off putting and annoying for most of it. Not. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not doesn't make it's, it's the, the stuff I liked about the movie doesn't, is is not enough to make up for the stuff that I didn't like. Yeah, uh, yeah. On the on the topic of, uh, of annoying Ezra Miller, it's so modern day Ezra Miller, Barry Allen is extremely annoying, right? He's just like, yes. Oh my gosh! Like, please just stop doing anything right now. Just stop. Yeah. So when he goes to the past and he encounters himself, who is altogether not that different from him, right? Like maybe they yeah. should have made a wider gap between the two personalities it's like okay he's even more annoying than you are like so (laughs) finally we escape the annoying barry allen who now has to be a little serious because he's got himself into some hot water but we've encountered an even more annoying barry allen (laughs) but but what's interesting is that older barry allen now seeing how annoying his younger self is gets very serious right and you're like oh this is great he's matured like he's He's realizing how horrible it is to interact with him for other people. Um, <laughs> and so, which is like, okay, this is, this is good. Cause that's, it's a, a weird way to show like a, like a evolution of a character or whatever you want to say, except at the end of the film, jumping ahead a little bit here, he, he immediately reverts back to his ultra annoying self. So it's like it, they, they throw all that potential learnings away for his character. Okay, so yeah. I, I I was thinking about all of that, and before, and I I drew the conclusion that this movie is the DC uh, Cars two, because that is Cars two, and which is my favorite. <laughs> Mater takes front seat. Yeah, it, it, Cars two is my favorite Cars movie, um, because of the same reasons that like I, it like I was laughing a lot, not for the reasons the movie wanted me to. 
Uh, Ryan, I think you and I saw that one together. Um, yeah, yeah, I, because I was but in... It, it, the difference is that in the Flash, a car doesn't get its soul ripped out of it. That's true. There were a lot of horrifying, probably unintentionally, but horrifying things in cars too, and I was just at awe of what, what I was seeing. Also, the same as the Flash, and the main character's arc is about learning that everybody hates him. <laughs> that's but, that's actually very. But, I like the parallel, but also, as in the Flash. He does nothing to change his behavior or personality and is just as annoying going forward afterward after the events of the film. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's pretty accurate. The Flash yeah. is cars too. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ezra Miller, I it's just annoying. He is just not a likable character. Um he they they want him to be Spider Man. They want him to be Tom Holland. Yeah, like, obviously. The, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but the parallels are and and maybe there that is a version of the Flash from the comics. Uh, ultimately, I don't really care either way. It, it can work, but not with an unlikable character or a character as unlikable as this. And I'm not even purely saying it's Ezra Miller, though. It's easy to paint them as at fault because because Ezra Miller is a jerk. Well, not just a jerk, but uh, but I, I think it's just the writing and just like it, it. I never liked the Flash enough to be on a, on his own. Why would I want two of them to yeah. kind of be the entire movie? Although I will say the introduction of the younger Flash was funny because I was like, "What?" A, he's like kicking down a trash can and then just being a complete garbage person mm-hmm. and yeah. like that and like, oh, here's the here's our other protagonist right? can't you wait to spend more time with this guy yeah. i mean i don't like i know it's intentional that they're showing him I, I guess to be unlikable i don't i'm not sure i don't know yeah that's unclear right because at, at, at first i thought okay the movie is trying to paint a picture where you know they've set it up early on where bruce is talking to barry and saying yeah my losses have defined me yeah. and it made me a better person in a certain way right and that's that's kind of ultimately the one of the messages of the film so when we are introduced to the younger flash and we say oh he hasn't had to grow up with hardship and so he is just a complete kind of uh worthless person or whatever but then they end up making him like they kind of drop that note and he's like no he's cool he's good yeah so there's a scene that i actually didn't completely hate but it didn't really resonate with the movie at large and that is later in the film before flash before main flash trying to get his powers back and he's like he kind of bursts out at him right and the other flash is just like the younger flash is like what i'm just like what's what's your problem man i've just been here to help yeah and you do feel like guilty or something and it's like what why am i feeling bad this guy's been a complete you know garbage person this whole time and now like i but that scene the dynamic between the two in terms of just their characters i thought that scene was actually I kind of like that scene. Same with yeah. a, bits and there are scenes, you know, in isolation here and there. Like, I even think the ending with Flash going back to his mom, I thought that, like, it's, the film did not earn it and it did not hit as well as I think they would have liked it if the film had been more, like, I don't know, coherent. But I do think that was a touching moment where it's like, He's seeing, interacting with his mom, and she gives him a hug. Like it's heavy-handed and obviously yeah. very melodramatic, but whatever. That you know, they're going for the high, high emotion stuff. Um, 
But the rest of the film, I don't think, really supported that. There's a scene early on where Bruce is like, or the the flashes of Barry's like, you know, we can hang out. You know, you want to hang out and stuff. And Bruce is like, nah, sorry, sorry, Barry. And right there's like that's an interesting scene. I thought like yeah. that was a little. But they never do like that. They never like, really went like, back to it. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought like both in both in Batman and in the Flash's characters, I felt like, oh, that's kind of an interesting scene and their dynamic and what that means for both those characters. And that's what I mean. There's like these scenes in isolation that I think are actually kind of interesting and and have some cool character beats. Right, they, and I think they right. Yeah. I think that's an like an interesting opportunity to see kind of pairings of different. DCU characters, mm-hmm. different characters, right? I think yeah. that's one thing that maybe if there's anything that DC is accidentally almost doing well, <laughs> accidentally almost doing well, yeah, is is sort of the pairings of different heroes and and, and, and yeah. characters and how they their relationships and stuff. So I thought like the Barry and Bruce relationship, like kind of friendship, non friendship, was yeah. something interesting, right? Like the, you know Bruce is kind of like. They acknowledge, yeah, both our mothers were killed. Uh, they're both named Martha. Um, so this is really important <laughs> character moment that. The mo- <laughs> oh man, they lo- missed that opportunity. Yeah. Or her name should have been Martha. Dang it. Yep. Yeah. This film sucks. Yep. I hate it now. Um, the uh, the other thing is, or well, so I also think they should have brought back that action, like so that whole opening sequence. Like we said, I think it is a stronger part of the film. But I wanted those like it to kind of wrap around by the third act or when he comes back or have like the villains there. They had some, you know, it wasn't about them, but like, I don't know. And it, it mattered in some way, like it factored into the greater plot. Or maybe he came back to the present day, but he came back as this is going on and he's able to help Batman actually stop them as opposed to saving them. I, you know what I mean? Like I wanted like a little bit of a frame, a bookend that matched the beginning. That was a bit of a callback that showed his growth in a very visual, easy to digest. Like, oh, this is what he was at the beginning in this scenario. And now look at him where he's come right. and, and what he's doing and, in this scenario. And that's what I was getting at before, where like when we see him back in the in the present, we want our hero to have gone through this yes. journey, learned something, grown. And, and he ends up right back in the place where he is, a befuddled idiot um, who can't say a sentence without tripping over himself which i i get we're trying to he's supposed to be charming in that way it it doesn't work and the movie knows it doesn't work because they've introduced us to young barry who that is his and they and they comment on it not working right like he even says like that's what i sound like that's how annoying i am exactly or something like that he's self-referential meaning he stop doing it then and that's how he becomes self-aware right it's the most like yeah. blatant heavy-handed way someone can become self-aware is to literally see themselves being an idiot so yeah, to see him not grow is, is yeah, and I think Sean to have him maybe like yeah he comes and saves the day because he's at the beginning of the film he feels like he's in a low place in terms of his position in the Justice League and, and other places in his life yeah. right, um so that would be a nice way for him to kind of achieve some growth in his character yeah. like because I I honestly thought that they were going to address the fact that Batman in this universe is a complete idiot and destructive <laughs> menace. Because there's a reason, right, police nowadays don't really go on car chases, right? Because it ends up causing more damage than whatever they're they're presumably trying to stop, right? So by Batman destroying half the city by chasing these people, no, an intelligent Batman, the Batman I know, 
would track them, hunt them, find them at where they're going, intercept them there, right? Stealth-wise, not just destroying half the city. And I think, I don't know how that could have changed, how Barry's interaction could have changed, but he could have said, hey, Bruce, that ship is shielded. Roger that, and then not crash into the <laughs> ship. That, that was a point I, I laughed hard at for the wrong reasons, because that was a very stupid scene. But anyway, Sean, to your point, I agree. Um, so this couple things that you just reminded me what you were saying, especially at the beginning, there's so much of the, the plot beats of this film. Like, you know, if you think of a plot, a plot should in general try to resemble a chain, right? Like each link in that chain is required. Otherwise the chain falls away. Yeah. There are so many things in this plot where there is missing, like just independently, like, okay, this happened. Nothing before this scene mattered because this scene just happened and this is what's happening in the movie now. Like, okay, he's traveling back in time now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. there's no inciting incident. There's just like, oh, I decided to travel back in time. Uh, at scene, it's 25 minutes in the movie. All right, this is a good time. Scene 12, I'm traveling back Sean, in time. Sean, he's like, so sad that he travels back in time. That's why. <laughs> like, it wasn't like a discovery or something that, because he was so sad, he like accidentally discovered yeah. this or it just he like got, i'm just he, I, what? he got overwhelmed with emotions so he ran just like forrest gump <laughs> i guess but he always runs i don't like it would be like, i don't know like there has to be something and also just like so just getting struck by lightning anyone could be the flat like that like what that's not how that works, right? You can't just be the Flash whenever you want. Yeah, that, that is an issue. I think that is canon, though, in terms of the comics, which I always thought was stupid. Like, well, I'm the uniqueness of that, but, like, the duplicating it, I guess, is right. that maybe it's that the, happens It's that and all the chemicals really like, on the shelf. The chemicals, and, yeah. And that just but, seems yeah. so silly. Like, you could just... Yes. This, this, this crazy one-in-a-million accident they were able to replicate in the exact same way. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying that because they did that in the comic that makes it okay. No, that it absolutely doesn't. I've always found that silly and dumb. The the, the replicating it in the moment, like that, I I don't like the circumstances. I thought it was pretty ham-fisted how they got back to there. But I'm kind of okay with, because it's like kind of back to the future. We know lightning's going to strike this time. Right. Let's plan around that, right? There's just something to that. But when later in the film, when he's like, I'm just deciding now I'm going to get my power back, like, why did you go through this whole movie without your powers? Yeah. If you knew that you could have just got them at any time by being struck by lightning, it wasn't like he discovered that or was a you know a, a, a organic part of the plot as they rescued Supergirl and did this other stuff. Like, oh, because of this, I figured out that like, no, I just like I'm just deciding now. Right, I'm on just, my powers he back, just decides. So let's do it. I mean, it would be great if that yeah. after that scene, Batman's like, hey, you know what? Me too. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I literally thought the same thing. I was like, Batman would be like, okay, I'm going to do it now. Like, Because right? he would actually use the powers well and be intelligent <laughs> instead of just a spaz. I don't know. There was, but that's what I mean, where there's just like a lot of things that were unmotivated, that were not set up, that were not ingrained in any sort of the plot. It was just like, well, this is what this is. We want, we need this to happen now, or we want this to happen now. I don't know. I guess it's the same thing. Right. And it just happens. A- another point in the movie where very much along those lines is Supergirl runs off, right? She leaves the two berries and yeah. Batman and goes off to go find Zod, right? Yeah. And they're kind of stuck there and they're trying to figure out how to get Barry his powers back. And then, and then she just returns. Like, why does she return? She returns like at the right time to to 
help Barry get his powers back, but she's like, hey, hey I'm, I'm back now um, because <laughs> of reasons. Uh, yeah. Also, like, when um, when Barry goes back to the past originally, he's like, oh, today's the day when I get my powers. I need to make sure you get the powers. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I was very confused. Like, why? It, it, what do you mean? Why does he? I, I think because at that point he thought that he was in the past of his own timeline. Because after that, they go to Wayne Manor and uh, Michael Keaton explains, "No, this this timeline's past is different too. You, it doesn't work that way." I, I think that's the reason. I, I think you're right because yeah, I mean Barry's kind of dumb, so I guess he wouldn't know. Yeah. Also, it's funny. It is I, funny that like Batman just knows how time travel works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, <laughs> especially the Keaton Batman. Like yeah. of all yeah. the Batmans, uh, he's the Batman. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. Barry's like, okay, I'm back before all this happened. Uh, he has to get the powers so that I'll get the powers too, because then he'll live through in the, the yeah. causality loop and all that stuff. Um, I guess. That, I think yeah. that that was I, his. I, and then yeah. and then Batman tells him, no, it does not like Back to the Future. He was going off of Back to the Future bits or uh, yeah. logic um which mc already did that joke come on like they did yeah. that in in, in uh, endgame but um yes though i do like i do like that they had eric's the eric stoltz business that's, that's yeah that, that, that was, pretty was kind of a funny thing i do i do think they needed another beat on that in the final yeah act like, or some a callback right like you need another callback to right that joke, and, and but twist and also they telegraphed the george clooney thing by doing that Right. They, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's true. Right by yeah. by yeah. posting. It up wasn't. A, ex- they set that expectation. Yeah, I mean, I even said I to Maeve before they even showed the car. Like he's talking to Batman, and he's like, "I'm on my way over," and I'm like, "Okay, which Batman is it going to be?" Yeah. Right. I said the same thing. Like, it was. It's, it's going to be. It, it might be Christian Bale, uh, but it's probably going to be Pattinson. That thing that would make logistically the most sense. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Clooney was a nice surprise. I mean, I'm glad it's not Pattinson because then the Batman could just be its own thing. Yeah, not be <laughs> just get spaghetti on its face. Um, <laughs> the uh, the other thing, so you brought up earlier, Chewy. Well, we all did, and we got it. Like, okay, we've been talking about spaghetti, but specifically in terms of what how the film is using spaghetti. What the heck? Like, okay, so part of, part of me wants to give them credit for, like, oh, okay, that's an idea. They're like, oh, okay, like, it, it's not just f- linear forward thinking. Do you think the the future can change the past? Like, that's a that's a, a fun, like, you know, if you were a freshman in college and, like, I don't know, getting high with your friends and, like, go, oh, man, what if, like, the future could change the past. And like, that's the extent they thought about it in this film. Like if you're going to introduce that idea, like, okay, that, that can maybe be interesting. Cool. Okay. You know what? You care to explain it in any, like add to like, make it make any sort of set. What are they talking about? It doesn't make any sense. I think it it does make sense. Well, I, 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 at least <laughs> I'm going to try to make sense of it and see if you guys, because this is how it made sense to me as I was watching the movie. Um, so he's like, all right, all these timelines exist. All the multiverses, everything that has ever happened and ever will happen already exists because it has to. So there's okay, all these sure. infinite amount of timelines. And so when you make a decision, now you're on this timeline. Because he made a decision in the past, he jumped into the timeline where that was true already because everything already exists and everything that will ever happen and has happened 
already all exist at the same time. So there is a universe where Barry goes in and does this thing, and now it's this timeline. So that happened to just be the timeline where other things... Oh, no, it doesn't make any sense anymore. <laughs> yeah, what? You, you had me going for there for a while, then... I, yeah, as I go, like, oh, that, that is an interesting like, idea, but, I mean, that, that is not what the movie so, is saying, though. It's not what the movie is saying, and I think there's, like... Okay, if you're talking about the multiverse, sure, that makes sense. Right. It, that, that, that's one thing, right? The multiverse, all these completely different versions of the universe where there's variations and different things but 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 that's not time travel or at least that's not the same thing as saying because if you're having the multiverse that all these things exist independently you can't then also say it's dependent on your choice you made here i i think i think you can i think that i I mean mean, i really but but not if that choice but then not if the past is also different. You know what I'm saying? That like if it's a completely independent multiverse or timeline, then it's not dependent on the choices you made in this th- thread of yeah, spaghetti. I, I think the real reason that they went this way is so DC could DCU could say, "Hey, we can do the multiverse too. We can well, recast yeah, these these characters <laughs> yes. as other as from other actors, I, right? Because they, they could have just kept it to a strict time." travel story right which is yeah which yeah. which is in my opinion uh, probably a wiser choice i think i would agree i would agree with that i kind of think it would have been better i i think there's ways with a simple time travel story they could have had some of these fun sequences like i guess sure everyone that's cool michael keaton's back but did, did we really need that for this movie like it, it didn't actually add anything and by which i mean it didn't add anything for it to be Michael Keaton's Batman in this no. movie, right? If it, let's say it was just Ben Affleck as Batman, how would it have changed? How would it have changed anything? No, it wouldn't. Right? It would just, it'd be, it's just fan service. And the, and the thing is that since yes. when we're on the topic, I don't, Michael Keaton as Batman did nothing for me in this movie because the reasons why I like him as Batman in the Burton verse are not present here. He, he is, he's phoning it in, in my opinion, He's standing around in the suit. He's just, hey, I'm Michael Keaton. I'm here because here I am. And I, I don't know. It's not the charismatic character that I have is the reason why I would have been excited for him to show up in this one. Michael Keaton, that is not yeah, as good. I mean, I, I I didn't like like dislike him. I thought he was fine. I thought he was, de- you know, Batman. Was, I guess it's cool to see him as Batman. I I the, the the cynicalness of it though is just hard to overlook, especially with things like the line. Like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like, it's so uh, yeah, that, yeah, that wasn't even a line that was famous until like it became memefied. And I, yeah. I mean, I guess that's fine because now you know that's fine to be modern day references to modern memes. But it's just like I don't like. Why would he say that? No, he, like, he wouldn't because he because you have to remember what's actually going on. In the first in in the first Keaton Batman movie, when he does say that, it's a completely different yeah, situation. Like no one remembers the context. Right. It's just, we yeah, like it because it's funny, haha. But like even yeah. Keaton in this movie, when he says it, he has an air about it where he's like, "All right, you want me to say it, so I'm gonna <laughs> say the thing." And yeah. it's yeah. like, well, what you don't know is that the Bruce Wayne from the that universe says that phrase all the time. Oh, it's just kind okay. of like his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just always says that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, and that's true for all of, like, so going back to kind of the Nick Cage thing, like, it, it, again, it's like, 
it's an interesting concept. I don't just mean the the past thing, but this idea of like all these multiverses, right? But it's hard to look past it as cynical and the the kind of the pick me too, pick me too. You like Marvel, then Marvel did it right. right. So we could do it. Look, look what well, we can do. Well, I, th- I think it's a and if good. No, I was just going to affirm that that it it felt like that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's appropriate that um, you know we you look back. This is this is bringing the Snyderverse full circle because um, it's going back to the first one, Man of Steel. And I think that it's appropriate that what is also come first full circle is them trying to keep pace with Marvel because back when that came out, it was like, all right, Superman. All right. How did Marvel do it? They introduced all these characters with individual movies and then did a team up and DC went, Oh no, that's, that's working. We better do that too. So after Superman, they're like, let's make a movie with Superman, Batman and wonder woman. And then let's go straight to justice league. It's like, no, you can't, you, you can't, that's not, (laughs) you're going too fast. You're shoving too much stuff in here. And, and I, I like to think of the context of like, imagine, you know, like in the nineties when a lot of these characters were getting their first time on screen, like, do you think, could you imagine that this is what the flash movie would be like, right? Like it's such a mess and it's like, there's no room for the flash. Even he feels like he he feels like not as important in his own movie. Like I don't, this is not what I want. Well, part of me even wonders how much that was maybe in editing or post or reshoots because of Ezra Miller and they, they tried to maybe downplay him or something like that. I've even heard rumors of speculation that that was kind of part of it because it, it seems so noticeable. Like, I, I, I'm not saying shoving in Supergirl because I kind of actually liked her and she was kind of good and it was an interesting kind of unique thing and it wasn't quite fan service in the same way right it wasn't a recognizable face right. it wasn't a recognize was like oh at least that like it's fan service in a way that like oh supergirl is a thing but it's a new character it's for this this universe and so i kind of like that uh, that that or her even though i i ultimately don't think she had anything to do and was wasted yeah blah, I, blah, blah, I blah. but um uh I forgot what I was saying, but you just all everything. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, Supergirl yeah, was a big I, nothing for me. I uh, I don't yeah, feel like I yeah. got to know that character. I don't feel like she had one. Uh, it's just like, oh look, it's not Superman. It's Supergirl this time. All right, cool. I mean, I thought, yeah. you know, when they when they, I thought when they uh, go to rescue Superman, it, I, I was expecting, you know, like in in actual Flashpoint, him to be it, Superman would be there, but he'd be a crumbled, shriveled up golem man and then escapes and then i was like oh cool they're doing that and maybe they'll they'll do a red sun kind of thing and superman will be evil again or something i don't know but um it's like uh, okay it it seems like that was what was going to happen but then it's supergirl and i'm like i don't don't know this character and i and she's just here she's just here i'm hearing a lot of like oh she was great as supergirl but like i how yeah, like, like what I do you mean? Like, Explain what you mean by that. She just wasn't bad. Okay, she that's, just the, that's bad. the standard I, I we're going off of. <laughs> yes, I, I think it just, for me it just meant like I was like, oh, I I think I like the idea of her as, as being <laughs> yes. in existence. Okay, like, I like the idea. The, of the only real character anything they give her is that she's she I don't know she says something to Barry where she's like, you know, your Superman may have been sympathetic towards humanity, but from what I've seen, humanity sucks or right because she's been kept in a prison her whole life i was like oh this is interesting maybe she's gonna be like a superman that's or you know in that role 
that's like harsh on humanity and is willing to be uh, punitive and you mean or at least you mean like Zack Snyder's Superman? I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say oh, if well. that were the case, that well, it, that didn't work. That wouldn't work because don't rescue people, Superman. I'm the moral center of this movie. Your father, don't rescue yeah, people. That, yeah, yeah. Superman <laughs> but... in this universe has always just been a creepy weirdo who uh, has no kind of. I, I don't know. Yeah, it. But I'm just saying, like, uh, I, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, like, just like seeing her on film and like fighting and doing stuff. Like, I thought she was she looked good in the suit. Like, she she, she looks good in the suit. Blah 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 blah. That's all fine. But yeah, yeah. I completely agree. It just felt like she only existed, or, or what you know, in, in, I guess instead of Superman, because they wanted to do this multiverse thing, Majig, and it and all it ended up doing was making the film longer and yeah. So that's the other thing is like the idea of going back to Zod's in, initial invasions. Also, something I think like that's kind of a cool concept, but the way they even frame it, the way even Barry frames it in the film, like not even like even taking a step back and approach it from a meta perspective, but even the way Barry is, it doesn't even really make sense where he's both like, we have to like, he knows that like, what does he have? What does he think he's doing? Wonder Woman wasn't around there. Uh, Batman didn't do anything. Aquaman didn't do anything in the original Zod invasion. Right. It was just Superman. He should have just focused on looking for Superman. Right, but he, but no one knew who Superman was, or if he even existed, and so. But Bar- no one knew who Superman was before the Zod invasion at his time, like in the real world. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, are you just saying he should have distrusted that Superman would have shown up? Well, I'm just saying that I, he yeah. would have. I, yeah, he had I no guess. reason I, I, to doubt that that wouldn't. Yes, happen. that's what I'm saying. He would. That's I guess that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah, yeah. Why does he think he has to do it? The movie's allowed no, to be a, stupid. That's actually a good point. If your main character is stupid, the movie's allowed to be stupid. You could just right. say, "Well, he's dumb, <laughs> so nothing he does has to make sense." Well, okay. So let me think about this. So I, I originally said that Supergirl only exists as a way to do the multiverse, but but in actuality, she exists to fulfill a plot element. And so, so I'm going to break this down. So. In the final conflict between Zod, Superman originally is able to defeat Zod. Okay. Yeah. In this retelling or whatever, there's no Superman. So instead, what we have are two Flashes, a Supergirl, and a Batman. Okay. Between those four characters, they cannot defeat Zod, despite the fact that they are able to reload their save file infinitely. (laughs) Yeah. So what they're saying is (sighs) that Supergirl is accompanied by two flashes and a batman is weaker than a superman yeah yes that is yeah, correct yeah, I guess that so. is correct <laughs> yes. another thing yeah and all 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 superman did to defeat him was just snap his neck also it wasn't like oh right yeah you know in in man of steel that's how he defeats odd is he just snaps yeah. his neck and they can't even do that uh yeah so supergirl is is one of the things that makes me feel like i'm going crazy reading reviews because there's just so many reviews praising her i honestly think it's people latching on i think it's people latching on to something that is not annoying and not you know obviously messy i mean it is somewhat messy but and it's just like okay well there's some stuff that was kind of fun and some punchy punchy stuff that was cool and she looked in a suit good enough for you know what else am i gonna praise about this movie right yeah (laughs) yeah no i think that's pretty accurate like it's the least not good thing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, so we haven't talked about this at all yet, but I we have to at least bring this up. 
because and, and Ryan and I were talking yeah. about this. But, I do this. Is, you guys, yeah. So. <laughs> What is I, I still do not understand this. This is perplexing me. Is I do not I have never seen a film where their aesthetic, the int I, I can only assume for reasons that we could get into, is an intentional aesthetic choice for that aesthetic look to be ugly. PlayStation to be 2. Uncanny. To be PlayStation 2. Yeah. To be intentionally bad looking. Like uncanny valley. What is happening? Yeah. Why is they? Why did they? Like it's and it's not just like oh you know CG sometimes look like this or it was a it was a timing thing or a budgetary thing, and and for some of that it's like okay maybe but it is so everywhere in this film in scenes and and shots that it does not have to be that they that they for, like they they had to intent intentionally go in and make it look this way. Why would they make yeah. the film look so awful? It looks so ugly. <laughs> well, like my take was like, okay, so when 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 Ezra Miller is sharing a scene with himself, right? One yes. of the faces is animated it, poorly or ugly, as Sean stated. Yeah. Um. Now, I, I mean, the Parent Trap solved this problem, uh, you know, a good half century ago. So yeah. I, I don't know what their problem is here, why they couldn't get that right. Granted, yes, they wanted to do more complex things, and so they, in, in their interactions. But there are, you know, Sean, as you're getting at, like, there are some scenes where it only there's only one Ezra Miller on on camera, yet they're still yes. animating his face. And yes, I, I it don't is understand. Baffling. So it's like it's in the the uh, the Whedon Justice League when they had to CGI Superman's mouth yes. to get rid. It's like that for their you know as well as their entire face in multiple shots where it is just a close up or medium shot of Ezra Miller and throughout the film of other characters. I mean when he's in the the. The speed zone or the speed force, whatever the <laughs> speed, speed zone. dome, whatever that arena of stupidity is, whatever that place <laughs> that's is. A, that's the formal it's title, that. arena of stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> the look is everyone there is that look. So they, they're, it's just Ron Livingston or his mom or Ben Affleck or <laughs> wait, Michael, did, Sean, did you say Ron Livingston? Because <laughs> I, I well, like that. As the... It is funny that they Ron Ron Livingston is his dad instead of the who, other guy. Uh, um... Why did they not get the other guy? His dad changed form in the past. Uh, anyway, or not in the past. It's current. Anyway. Anyways, but in that Speed Force, that is the intentional look. They all look like Uncanny Valley. Yeah. And I've since read an interview with the director, and this comes across as such a just like gaslighting, just like he was saying this, and, and you know, maybe I'm being harsh, but they did that in the Speed Zone specifically intentionally because they wanted to convey what it looked like for the flash because the flash is moving so fast the way he perceives reality and people is different and distorted so they purposely made it look like that so the audience can know what it looks like for the flash yeah okay <laughs> right like i I've also heard that and i was kind of like um yeah but why would you intentionally make it look bad right like no, you, no, would, no, no. you would you would stylize it, it sure stylizing is great because that means that, you know, there's are some art direction behind yeah. how things are going to look right um we've talked about that yes. recently in, in the spider-verse movie um but here it's it's so, so your aesthetic was bad that's what you're going for yeah well you nailed yes, it yes it's like they took <laughs> yeah. they took cgi tarkin cgi leia cgi 
whoever the heck else, and put Luke. them all in a scene together. But it's as if, but when Carrie Fisher is as live and standing on set, and Peter Cushing is alive and standing on set, right there, they're right there. Film them, film right. them right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're gonna get the CGI versions and have scenes. No, no, uh, Ryan, uh, you you mentioned like that the Parent Trap figured that out, you know, a half a uh, you know half a century ago, and I think that that's a good, like, I I think, it, you know, given all the reshoots and all the just nonsense behind the scenes. I, I, doing something like the parent trap takes precise planning, you know, because it's, yes. it's, it's, you, you have to figure out cinematography. How are you going to, who, where are the doubles going to be? What's the timing of the scene? What angle do we need to put the camera to make this convincing, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think that any kind of forethought was put into anything with this movie. I think, you know, given the reshoots and everything, I think they probably went, okay, this is what we're doing now. Uh, we'll let the CGI artists figure that out. I yeah, that, yeah, I think that there's yeah. a lot of that going on. I think that there's yeah. really a lot of uh, that the CGI will they'll 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 make this work. And I think maybe and and from here, I'm I'm just speculating. I think maybe it's a cat situation where it's like we we don't have time to do all this. Like what you, yeah. you know, pick or choose. Like we can do some of this really well, or we can do all of this looking terribly. Right, like, <laughs> and I, I I think that's probably what happened. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I, I I still just. But why would they choose to CG a single shot of Ezra Miller? What like yeah. you don't have to CG that? Why you didn't CG in other shots of Ezra Miller standing in front of the camera talking, a non special effect shot? I, I, but there are shots of that. What what is it? Why is that in the movie? <laughs> I I don't know. And that's that's again again why I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> when i hear all the praise for this movie i don't i don't ha- i don't how understand how anybody could look at this movie and, and try to argue that it's a good movie uh it, you know it works for you fine but i also feel like people who it works for are maybe a little bit in denial um i just i i don't see it i just can't see it uh, so yeah so going like that explanation about the special effects is like sort of like Oh shoot! This this doesn't look good. Let's let's come up with the explanation. I I almost feel like like some of the humor works that way, where they like, oh, this is obviously bad. Well, we'll just let's put a like a joke in it about it or something. Like somehow yeah. try like like so when when Barry's first starts running super fast and he's like running across yeah. the world, it looks hilarious. Like they only do it that one so time. So that was a yeah. I had that note too, and this is. Was this kind of in Justice League? It didn't. See, if it was, I don't remember quite as distinctly. But anytime he's actually running, why is he running like a mano? Why is he running like a weird dweeb? What does no, he know it, how to and run? I, and I, well, because I think that's supposed to be like the way his form of running. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's very funny, right? Because <laughs> yeah. he's he, like distractingly so. Yeah, distractingly so. And again, but. I think they know it looks that way or or knew it's like okay we can't make this look convincing so or good so instead we'll let it be silly but then we'll be self-referential about how silly it looks so we can kind of have our cake yeah. and eat it too and 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 that's sort of what Sean kind of what you're saying just, yes yes but the well but the, there, in that scene that you're referring yeah. to like when he 
doesn't have his powers. That that was one of the laugh out loud. I I laughed pretty hard at that moment. I was like, okay, maybe this movie does know what it's doing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There were definitely moments like that where it's like, okay, I guess they know, but I don't know if you know, then fix it. Don't I know? And again, that's that's the conundrum, right? It's like like I I can't decide which way to fall on these items because it's like if you know, why wouldn't you fix it? Like I. but then it, I don't know. Anyway, it, I mean, yeah, it, it, it it's um, like it, when they're in the the dome of stupidity or whatever you called it, um, they they could have very easily had a scene where one of the berries was, you know, the the new young berry, dumb berry, other berry, um, is time traveling and he looks over at original berry and he says, "Why do you look like a video game?" Like or yeah, something like yeah, that. They they yeah. could have band aided a lot of the bad CGI through jokes like that because yeah i think that that bit where he's running around without powers looking like a doofus that is funny and it works and um you know and and at the end of the day i we've i've read so much and we've heard so much about how the working conditions of cgi artists right now are just really bad and it's hard to get things done on time and they're underpaid and etc 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 so you know i it's when you say why don't you just fix it it's like it i i want to i want to think that maybe it just like they can't like we're in a situation we gotta we gotta get the movie done and uh, you know that's what it is no okay you're right i think maybe me saying fix it isn't the right way to say it just don't do it bad like yeah well (laughs) yeah i mean the other thing too is that i would maybe agree with that except that like that this movie's not an improv movie where they have it 90 percent edited and then they are still shooting like they shot that film there was a script when they they knew that he looked weird when he ran, so they wrote a scene about it. Right? Like, it was like you know what I mean. Right. It was. It wasn't like that. Was just like a funny thing that he did on set one day. I, I, I mean, I, I, maybe that <laughs> was the case, but I doubt it. Um, and and again, if they're you know fixed for time and not a lot of, then why are you CGing actors that you have right. that are non-special effect shots? Why are you putting fake babies falling out of this building? Get real babies. Yeah. Put real babies in my. I think this movie, is, it, this movie might take the cake for exist. best fake baby though. Um, it might it, uh, well, I, I, hurt locker. I prefer this fake these fake baby than American Sniper and Twilight. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That whatever. wait, that was American Sniper. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking. No. Yeah, it was the puppet <laughs> puppet <laughs> puppet Renesme a uh, Chuck Esme. <laughs> yeah. is, I don't think you're ever going to dethrone Chuck Esme. Um, uh, no, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is better than American Sniper for sure. Yeah. Yes, yes, the one that's just <laughs> clearly a toy that they bought from CBS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. Um, Do you guys have any more talking points? I, I, I have one or two yeah. small notes. Well, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say. Well, we were talking about it earlier, but it. It's kind of interesting, especially with how you were saying, Chewie, well, just in general, the, uh, you know, DC, oh, let's cram all the characters, you know, get the team up movie now before we're doing all of the individual movies and origin stories. This is weirdly an origin story for The Flash, too. And I actually thought, like, oh, that's kind of, I wouldn't call it clever in any way that that word means, but it was like, okay, we kind of got an origin story of The Flash, and the first film that is The Flash, even though he's been, it feels like we've seen him forever now and I'm tired of him, but now we're getting the first 
you know, Flash movie, Flash Flash movie. Yeah, um, yeah but it's also it's also wait we got to catch up to multiverse stuff too so yeah. it's going to be that as equally yeah, as that. much as it is yes. the flash origin and yeah it's it, you know i've brought this up a lot recently and it's it's the real world and the business of a studio affecting the writing this is not what in my mind yeah. an origin flash movie should be yes yeah 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 i mean i think what you were saying or we were saying earlier if it was just like I like that they tried to do the Flashpoint because that's a yeah. why well regarded, you know, storyline and stuff. But I do think that they that groundwork wasn't laid properly for them to try to do something so like you know um, uh, overwhelming. I would have I think it would have worked better if it was a smaller character story about the Flash going back in time, trying to change the past, and realizing that he can't right. Um, and that kind of brings me to the next thing is that this film thematically is all over the place. Like, I know it thinks it has a message, but it doesn't. It, it's constantly undermining its own message. And the message also doesn't even make sense in the greater. De- he literally changed the past. And the last time we saw him, he saved the world by going back in time. Yep. Right. Uh. And also like the, the, these points of this constant Batman always has to die. What, what what do you mean Batman always he doesn't even he doesn't die in your timeline why does he have to die like that you literally can't, you have, you can't think of a way Batman doesn't die he doesn't even exist like he's he's right yeah because when he goes back and it's George Clooney George Clooney yeah, why, is not going he's not going to get killed what? by General Zod right so like I don't, it doesn't make any sense but then he does change the past anyway like oh you could only move tomato cans. But you can't save lives? Like, what? That, it's so stupid. It's just, like... Well, I mean, I to yeah, be I fair, mean, the so. act of moving a tomato can is probably, in most cases, easier than the act of saving a life. Just, you know... I'm just saying no that, problem. like... Also, the idea of going back in time to save his mom... Like, he, he gets the idea that, like, Batman says, I can't interfere and interact with... But if I don't interact with them, but I just change... Like, uh... You, you, we're, you're not that stupid, Barry. Come yeah. on. Like, obviously, if your action has ramifications, that's what he means. Like, what? Like, are you, you're not that stupid. There's no way that he thinks that, like, yeah, let, if I don't talk to Truman, that's fine. But if I somehow manipulate the atom bomb to not go off without talking to him, it's okay. Like, what are you talking about, Barry? You, you moron? Of course it's going to change the future and, like... I don't know. It's just frustratingly stupid time travel stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. really stupid time travel stuff. Um, kind of like looking at what you're saying, and, and Matt, you too, like where I think it would have been an interesting idea to actually use this as an origin story, and then, but yeah, keep the framing as a time travel story. And so then it becomes like a unique perspective on the origin story, right? Where we see it through... Yeah, his eyes that, yeah. after, right that would have been really have actually been really cool. pretty cool actually, yeah that would have been cool yeah get right? rid of all the other crap exactly and get, yeah and that would have been a reinvention of an origin story like yeah, yeah the, the origins already happened but now we're time traveling and we're interacting with that story in a different way we haven't seen that could and yeah. they could even yeah. like play because they could play on the knowledge of what we kind of collectively know about what happens to the flash and they kind of do that here a little bit but i think to your point it would have been like if that was the focus of the movie oh that that would and yeah, it would have been smaller scale, but I just feel like it would have been more grounded. 
ideally Barry would have been more likable. Uh, and it just would have been more fun. I, I, I mean, as much as some of those sequences, the, the opening sequence and some of the action was kind of fun. Like when the flashes are flying around the battlefield, there's a, whatever punchy punch kick can be fun. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it, yeah. Dial it back. Yeah. I know that we're never going to do that. That's not what this film was ever going to be, but yeah. Well, also um, th- like one yeah. just maybe a, a falls into the category of a question we shouldn't be asking is. So when Barry travels to the past, he, he interacts with a version of himself that was living at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in the infinitesimal number of times that he and young Barry travel into the past to refight Zod. Oh, yeah. Why are they not? Would, would there not be with... millions of flashes running around the battlefield all at once? Um, yeah. Are they just all in millions of timelines? I, I don't know. But then, why does he see himself in I his own? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the change the future, changing the past is, doesn't make any sense. It, it, you have to do more than just say that, yeah. and expect it to make sense. John, they okay, did well, do you, more. They gave us a heaping bowl of spaghetti with some great spaghetti. Look good. I noises. Want, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted spaghetti. I was hungry for Stop. spaghetti when that happened. <laughs> uh, I did. You're right. Other, uh, but I never want spaghetti again. No. Well, that's too bad. I mean, this... um, also he could phase. I I know this is in the comics, and it's so. But it was I did not know that was something the Flash could do. And the way they introduced it was just like, what? What is happening? What? I get he could do that. You know, it seems like that would have been nice when he was fighting Zod. But in any way, <laughs> um, or at any number of times yeah. in other times. Uh, oh, Wonder Woman. Also, why was she say like that. Wonder? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Wonder Woman is just like the cameo. Like she, yeah. Just uh, she she shows up just long enough to finish playing her theme song and then she's out. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm sick of this Wonder Woman. I, I I know that she works for a lot of people, but it she has only ever worked for me in the Wonder Woman movie, the first one. That's she it. would she I'm... would work a lot better if they wouldn't just keep like abusing her. Like I don't know how Gal Gadot feels about it, but they just hey we just need you for like two lines and then you're out oh i don't have a role in this movie no sorry also like they do they even talk about her in the alternate timeline well they i don't remember i think they like, just ask they... is, is does wonder woman exist no who's that but but no one knows who wonder woman is at that time that's what i'm saying why would he ask a person in that timeline right if Wonder Woman exists when no one knew Sean, wonder woman existed it's back then. fine because the main character is stupid <laughs> I guess he is very stupid. It's fun. Um, He's stupid. And then also, this is a this feels just like weirdly, I don't know, like a a hole or something. Like, okay, so he's going back in time to save his mom, presumably because she was murdered by someone, yeah. and it never comes up that he's. Why doesn't he try to figure that out? I don't know. Well, that's, yeah, doesn't that's a, that seem relevant? That was a big question I asked too after I saw it. Like, why? Cause she stabbed like did, did, she didn't stab herself <laughs> she didn't like fall on the knife or something it, 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 like if it if they're making a point to go out of the way to say that she it was a murder that it wasn't his dad to a point actually at a certain point i was like oh i wonder if the, he's gonna come back and find out that like oh his dad what did murder his mom like that would have been mind-blowing and weird and dark and crazy but it would have been something 
But they don't do it. Like, why? He could go back in time. Why wouldn't he just see who killed his mom and do something instead of a tomato right. can, and, and the f- you know, Rube Goldberg device? And the fact that he, they, they per- essentially prevent his father from going to the store to pick up tomato cans, right? So presumably, yeah. is his father at home? Like, does the murderer I, say, oh, there's there's a yeah, dad here. Exactly. I guess I'm not going to go. Or maybe the mom was <laughs> so upset about the, the murder... lack of tomato cans, she just stabbed herself in the tummy. Well, I was going to say, like, before you get to the alter, I was like, it would have been like, oh, the murderer kills both of them. And he goes into the alternate future. Right. And both his parents and are I, dead. That would be so, like. Yeah, I, I think the, I, the I, canon thing is that, like, reverse Flash kills his mom or something like that. And it causes a causality loop or something. Anyway, the movie doesn't have any interest in telling that story. I am. I guess, I mean, not that I want more a reverse Flash in this movie. So that I mean, which good. is the best Glad name for a villain ever? Yes. <laughs> reverse Flash. Um, also, the purple dumb Flash was like eh, so obvious. Like as soon yeah, as yeah, it was him, very okay, obvious. That's gonna be also. Him. It is funny that he's like covered in all these little crags. Like, <laughs> like that's just every time he goes, some he has to get stabbed within those crags. Like. Dude, you don't have to do that every time. Yeah, like does he not pull pull them out? Like or like what is happening? <laughs> like uh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those are those are my I don't think I have any more notes. No, I think that That's about it. Oh, except for the most one of the most mysterious continuity errors in a movie and Sean, I know you love continuity errors, but <laughs> his 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 right no, his, sorry, his left tooth is knocked oh, yeah. out, but at the end of the film, his right tooth falls out. Like, yeah. I mean, if someone yeah. can confirm this, I did check it with other folks. I had that yeah. thought, but it was a thought like, maybe I'm just misremembering because they wouldn't obviously miss something so blatant. I must just be misremembering. But then you said that? I was like, well, I, I saw it with a couple people, and, and and one of them confirmed. They're like, yeah, it, it's the wrong tooth. So. I need to see it again. I need to watch this whole movie again. But that's what I mean. Like, how could that possibly? How could that possibly be the case? There's no way that just there's hundreds of people who have seen this movie at this point right. before it hits a theater. Right? There's probably thousands. How is there's no if they're CGing I his whole face? They could CGI a tooth to make it match continuity. I get like what is happening. Uh, no, it, it's it's quite perplexing. <laughs> but I want our viewer, our listeners, to write in: Are you team left tooth or right tooth? I need you to weigh on on the greatest controversy of our generation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, those are yeah. That's the flat. Those are my notes. Chewy, would you recommend this movie? No. <laughs> no. God. No. I I I want to forget. All of the every I, I want to forget this whole. You want to go back in time and and, and give yourself and, a tomato can and, and so you don't go to murder Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined all of this. You ruined everything. I just want to forget. I mean, I, I just, guess it's the end, or this is kind of like the swan song, or the last hurrah of this. We still DC have another version. Aquaman. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Aquaman uh, and uh, the Blue Beetle is supposed to be kind of the start of the, the first next... and the new one. Sure. Right, I okay, guess. I guess I don't. I don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah. They've broken me, and they've almost entirely broken me from comic book movies. I'm almost there. I mean, I'm already there with Star Wars. I, I, I mean, you know, one day maybe I will get back into it. I was pretty into it for a while, but I just I don't know how much more I can do. This guys, 
<laughs> I don't know. You're coming to face that you just can't change things, that you just have to accept it. I think about how much time they wasted, how many years with the Snyderverse, <laughs> and all the, like, the potential, what we could have had, all the live-action stuff we could have had with DC, and all the potential that is wasted, and just them just trying to 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 catch up to what Marvel was doing. And just, like, uh, it... <sighs> I'm You're just, an old man in a purple craggly suit. I know. I I just I'm I'm not getting any younger. Are we ever gonna get <laughs> I mean uh, I'm just now I'm just really sad. <laughs> I just Um Yeah. Just, well I would I would also not recommend I would say once it comes streaming for people who are even mildly like, you know, throw it on once it's on Max or you know, whatever, I'm sure it'll be pretty soon. I don't think it's worth the cost to go see it in the theaters. We were pretty harsh on it, and to its credit, it's not the worst of the DC. So if you've seen all the DC <laughs> films, and you were like, yeah, they're not great, but I kind of like them, then yeah, go see this. You might like it. Uh, you will probably will like some parts of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely hard to recommend this film for anything on its own merit. Yeah, I would say it's a it's a recommend for me on streaming. Um, not definitely not worth the money to see it in the theaters. Um, I think there's just for me there was enough like nuggets of just weird enjoyment, like potentially un- mm-hmm. unintentioned enjoyment. But um, and also I think partly because it, there were surprises. So if you're listening to this sure. and these things sound appealing to you, well, they won't be because I've spoiled it already. So, I mean, this is another thing, and we've said this a million times, and, and but even though Michael Keaton didn't um, wasn't amazing in this, and I don't think he was like, the like, oh, great, it's that Batman again, and everything we talked about where it didn't even matter that it was moving. But, like, how much would that have at least been something if they don't ruin it in the trailers? Yeah. What, like... Imagine going to see this movie and not knowing Michael Keaton's going to be in it. At least there would be that dopamine hit when that happens. And you'd be like, oh, that, what? That's, oh my, and he's like a character and he's fighting. It's not just a can't, like. You really got to get butts in the seat somehow, Let audiences enjoy the thing that they're going to actually see. Like, it's so ridiculous how they have ruined, like, uh, just a movie. in Everything. In its form. In everything, yeah. Just everything. Yeah. Uh, no, I could really only recommend this movie to people who were already going to see it anyway. Like, if, <laughs> if, if, like, if, if I, if there was somebody who's like grew up maybe reading Flash comics or whatever, or knew about the Flash, like, I wouldn't say, and they're like, oh, there's a Flash movie. Like, no, don't go see that. You're not gonna. <laughs> that's not gonna be the movie that you think it is. It's gonna be a whole mess of just sloppy spaghetti. It just, it's. <laughs> It's got all this baggage attached to it. It's got all these all these movies that you need to have seen. It just it's not the movie that you're looking for. If you if you're trying to get a flash movie, the mo- it's it's a disservice to that concept. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, there's the there's the animated flash movies. There's the animated Flashpoint. Yeah, I mean, yes. really just watch all the animated DC movies. That's it's Yeah, what, those are pretty good. How I don't understand how they could do DC so well animated and not write good live action movies i don't I, I don't get it um but whatever I, uh, whatever <laughs> uh also that 
dumb reporter. What was that stupid romance? Oh plot? God. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sorry, I just nothing. thought of that. I like I, I, just this completely tacked on. Like what? And I don't, never mind. Sorry. Sorry to even oh. bring it up, but just thought of that and it was completely irrelevant and dumb. And Let me go lie down. <laughs> don't lie down yet, Chewy. Uh, oh, right. Yes. Okay. So, so, uh, so as we mentioned uh, in the last episode or two, we are back on YouTube. Um, the last uh, four or five episodes that we recorded are on YouTube, and uh, I'll be uploading some of our backlog that we fell really behind on. Um, but it's for those of you who are listening on YouTube, thank you for coming back to Yum Chunks. Um, and, uh, thank you for commenting. Uh, so now it is the, uh, the listener mail segment and we have chosen two comments to read for this episode. Uh, if yours did not get chosen, fret not, we might, uh, read it in the future. So please comment in, uh, mail in at, uh, yumchunks at gmail.com with your thoughts on anything that we've said or just your thoughts on any particular film. Uh, so um, with that, here are some comments that we got on our most recent episode, uh, which was on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, spoilers for Spider-Verse stuff if you haven't seen that movie. Um, this one is from Jesse Torres, who comments... This would be either the best or worst idea for a live or final live action Spider-Man film. Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. But each member is from a different universe and their goal is to wipe out every Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, similar to the finale of the Spider-Man 1994 series. The only way to stop the Sinister Six would be 12 Spider-Men from across the Spider-Verse teaming up to stop them. And the 12 would be Toby, Andrew, Tom, Miles, Peter B., Gwen, Noir, Penny, Ham, Paviter, Hobie, and Margot. We could finally get some of these characters in live action, but we could also see different art styles used for Toby, Andrew, and Tom. Okay, what do you guys think about this idea? Uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely feel like it. there's a good chance we're going to get some massive villain thing as like kind of the... If not like the main antagonist, because I think it's probably going to be Miguel in some ways. But I do think there could be an element where like all of those villains that they had captured in, you know, Spider Base or whatever, get set free. And so there's like hundreds of villains that are roaming crazy. I could see a version of that. I don't know if I love Toby, Andrew, Tom coming back, especially right after um, uh, No Way Home. And we kind of got their cameos in this one. But it would be kind of interesting if there was like a live action or animated switcheroos on some of these characters yeah i mean they they uh we got we got the lego spider-man lot timeline and we got um we got uh donald glover as prowler who was live action and also yeah. I, you know we talked about in that last episode but i i love how it just with all the different animation styles in this new spider-verse movie they were able to just blatantly drop a live action character in there and it, it didn't yeah. feel feel off um i i can't think of oh yeah, yeah. Oh, i didn't mention this in chunk fire but this one i did see spider verse again after our, our mm-hmm. recording and stuff and man does it hold up it's awesome there's so much we could let's just do another episode about yeah Spider-Verse. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> all right uh, all the i mean we talked about it but like the Pavita scene like all that character his whole intro 
chai means tea. It's right. like you're saying tea. Like all, of, like all, like, I don't know. Just every moment. Yeah. Just like really. So good. Oh, we didn't even talk about this. We didn't talk about this. Yeah. So good. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jesse, thanks for writing in. Uh, that's some, that's a, that's a fun idea. And I definitely think in the third, uh, Spider-Verse, we're going to see something big and crazy. I wouldn't be, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we see, um, Toby, Andrew, and or Tom show up in some way, even if it's just a little cameo. Um, sure. that, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I think if, if they're trying to claim that all Spider-Man ever in every medium and cartoon live action are all connected, which they have, then yeah, I, I feel like on some level it's maybe even expected. So, uh, we'll see who knows. All right. Thank you for your comment. And next up, uh, I, I'm sorry for the way that I will not pronounce your name correctly. Uh, this comment is from Zarabi Mizanin. Okay. And he writes, they write, Firstly, hearing your voices again after so many years felt like a slap of nostalgia. A slap, I like that. It's like a slap. I found and originally subbed to the channel for Coracast when I was in high school. Then college and life happens, so I don't spend as much time on YouTube anymore unless the vids relate to my hyperfixations. It's why I clicked on this episode in the first place, because good lord, this movie is amazing. Not just visually, but also the story they're doing, because it works so well for the movie and in real life, since there's part of the fandom who will never accept Miles as Spider-Man. Also, Miguel being the one insisting that Miles is a mistake slash not real Spider-Man is a nice touch because I think Miguel's the only Spider-Man who wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider, has no spidey sense, he has retractable talons and spider fangs and can paralyze people if he bites them. Personally, I feel like he's as much of an anomaly if not more than Miles. Also, I can totally understand what you guys mean about the cliffhanger ending for this movie, even though I thought it was Miles taking his time. Like, yeah, he's in shock that this was what another version of him turned into, but he's analyzing the situation. At least that's how I saw it. There was a shift in his expression when he's talking, pleading to 42 Miles, then the camera pans down to his hand, and you see his finger either testing or trying to charge up for a venom strike. I'm thinking we might start movie 3 with Peter B's first lesson from movie 1. Don't watch the mouth, watch the hands. Anyway, I apologize for this extremely long comment between the hyperfixation and me hearing Chewie's voice after everything that has happened in the past few years after reading all the GoFundMe updates. You guys just put me in a really good mood, made me feel like a kid again. Here's hoping Beyond doesn't get delayed and we get the epic conclusion we're expecting. Fingers crossed emoji, fingers crossed emoji, fingers crossed emoji. And... That is the, the the that's what that's what they wrote. Yeah, I love I love that comment. I like the I like the theories. I like the positivity. Uh, also, love the movie. And yeah, that's definitely my theory. Uh, I concur on Miguel. Like he's he also seems like he's the most non Spider Man of them all. Um, and yeah, one hundred percent. I like I like that you brought up the you know the the, the real world connection of that there are people who will never accept Miles as Spider Man. You know, and, I'm, and I, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I'm playing the Miles Morales video game, and I, I like how much of that is just people, you go around and you do good, and you, you stop muggings, and you stop carjackings and stuff, and then 
you know, people at most are like, yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty good for not the real Spider-Man, you know, like there's this feeling that like, you're like in the first game, you're Peter. And and when you do something like, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah, thanks for saving me in this game. They're like, well, all right. Okay. I guess you're all right. (laughs) Like I just did the same thing. So I like that. I like that, that this movie seems to be addressing it. And I like that, that people are seeing that, that that's shining through. Um, yeah, and don't watch the mouth, watch the hands. Nice catch. Yeah. Um, you know, the things are definitely, you know, there for a reason. So, yeah, it'll be nice to see if that pays off. And also just thanks for the kind comments. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot that's happened in the past few years. It's It's been d- difficult for me, but it's been difficult for everybody. Everything, the last few years have been just not some good years for every, everyone. So, um, thanks for coming back. Yeah, I hope you'll. Um, I hope you will listen to us ramble about more things in the future, if you wish. And thanks for making us feel old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Um, well, like I said, um, if you didn't hear your comments, stay tuned. You might just sometime in the future. And uh, keep the comments coming on YouTube and the emails coming yumchucks at gmail And that has been listener mail. Thank you all. Thank you all for participating. And uh, I don't know uh, who introduded this episode. Mm-hmm. Take I us, did. take us out. You. We got nuts. We had plenty of. We ate some uh, cashews and almonds. I prefer almonds. What um, about Zarg? <laughs> no, like I'm done with comic book no, movie I'm, stuff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> They're all. I'm all out. I'm jumping uh, off the train. I'm if jumping you, off. If you are a return listener from years ago and you're like, man, they're very curmudgeonly with this Flash movie. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. But we're not always like this. Go listen to our Spider-Verse episode just before this because we were glowing about that. Actually, the last few episodes, we've been very positive. Guardians of the Galaxy, Little Mermaid, all things considered. I think we were generally, you know. Given what it is. <laughs> given what it is. Yeah. Generally more positive on it. Um uh, so we're not like this all the time. <laughs> yeah, we are. yes we are. Yes we are. Don't 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 yum chunks. We're not like this all the time. Oh, that's um. our new that's our new slogan. I like it. That's our new. That's it. That's, that's actually good. Uh, yeah, I do like yes. that. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta put that so, in the yeah. intro now. Oh yeah, that's a that's <laughs> solid. Uh, in and for future episodes, you could hear us uh, maybe being like this. Who knows? And maybe not in. Um, some Indiana Jones coverage coming up. We might do, we're probably going to do an elemental episode. Um, I don't know, whatever, you know, summer, summer hits are coming out, um, throughout July. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll be talking about all that stuff. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, we'll be back at it. Uh, playing Zelda. I'm going to be back playing Zelda. So. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go never eat spaghetti again. <laughs> I'm gonna do nothing but exclusively eat spaghetti. Oh, okay, well that'll even it out. That'll keep yeah. the spaghetti market the, uh, yeah. stable. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's let's uh let's let's end this. Bye. Yep. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Good night and good luck. Thanks for listening. I don't know what I meant by that. All right. Okay. Go back. No, I'm all the time. This has been. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks!
yum chunks. We're not like this all the time.